0: Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Sisters of the Leaf, coming to you live from the Fillmore Lager Micro Brewery, it's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. Tonight the boys slither their way through the 1999 Pat Morita and Erica Strada killer snake movie, King Cobra, while smoking the complex s Corona Gordo Cigar from Black Work Studio, paired with the Medusa Belgium Dark Strong Quadruple Beer from Copperhead Brewery. Wait a minute, let me make sure I got this right. Mr. Miyagi, plus Officer Poncherello, plus a super strong quadruple beer. I think my trouser snake just woke up from its winter hibernation. So sit back, folks, light them up, and enjoy the show.
1: Oh, everybody's driving, Come, coming on in, go
2: smoothly tonight?
3: So
1: sky was a little weird out tonight wasn't
2: it Yeah uh it's funny you mention that uh the drive went smoothly uh, until i neared the village and uh did kind of notice something a little untoward in the sky and uh it was weird looking Yeah Yeah i don't know i mean perhaps i i shouldn't have any trepidation but i i kind of to tell you the truth feel Convinced that one morning after a podcast, I'm gonna wake up and find myself trapped inside a burning wicker man in my little village. Yeah,
3: it's, it's like fun. no way
2: out. Like top floor, it's on fire, and up there, scrumming to wake up in a giant burning wicker man. That's kinda... with a bunch
1: of pagans down there chanting beneath you. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, all I gotta say is about that. Those Toledo strawberries aren't gonna grow all plump and juicy by themselves.
2: That's true. God damn it, I knew it. <laughs>
1: uh, well, it's great to have you here, Doc. for, yeah, so for I'm a, sure it will be. However long you're, uh, you're guest, with us. Guest oh, of honor. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. If it is just for a few short hours before my fellow villagers sacrifice you in order to ensure a bountiful harvest. Uh, it's good to see you other two as well. seems like it's been a while, uh, which is always nice to get a break from you guys now that I think about it. Uh, actually, it's been so long, we had a birthday since the last time we got in here. Yeah,
3: yeah. You guys, uh,
1: old tut over there.
3: Old man tut.
1: Old man tut, you old bastard. How's it feel <laughs> to be an even older bastard?
3: I feel older. I don't know, I'm always grumpy, so it's not like you yeah, can be like, true. oh, you're getting grumpier. Who's going know the difference? <laughs> I, I don't know, I'm a cynical bastard, so it's not like I'm getting cynical or yeah, more cynical. More cynical? So, no, uh, it, was, it was pretty good. We had simpler. a... You know, the wife wanted to throw a birthday party. I've never been that big into birthday parties, but, you know. Which is weird,
1: because he's the only grown man I know who has one every year.
3: Well, I mean, she really (laughs) likes it. Her friends like getting together, so uh, they went and did a uh, birthday party at Dave and Buster's. I've never been uh, they let Co- you
1: into David Buster's with that mustache.
3: <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I had the mustache at the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, Cody. Cody showed up. We played uh, Star Wars. Yeah, I saw pictures cool. uh, yeah. Cody's
1: uh, brother. Everybody's having a good they time. A, they
3: had a Rambo game, which was oh, that was so fun. Did
1: you get stab people uh, with a big knife.
3: No, no, but you get to shoot people uh. with the arrow. And uh, really, it was pretty. They, they were Rush goals. Cool.
1: Oh well, that's that's okay. We don't. At like, least it was implied. We don't like them anymore.
3: It was. It was. It was. Uh, nice. I never liked them. It was nice to actually see an arcade because I haven't seen like a real arcade in forever. So I mean that. Yes. Basically, that they had like a forty foot Pac Man screen. It's pretty sweet. I've
1: seen pictures. It's pretty impressive. Uh, well, so no signs of getting older other than the creepy mustache. Uh
3: yeah, I don't know how long it's hanging around, but. <laughs> We'll see.
1: It's not hanging. It's bolted on there, man. It's it's really it's really established itself it's getting, since the last time I saw it's it. It's
3: getting police officer esque. Uh, you put some aviators on, and it's it's. Uh, I look like they're on the cast of Super Troopers. It's uh, pretty
1: cool. You're that, or a Southwest Airlines pilot.
3: I'm cool with that too.
1: Not like the like, maybe that's a little generous. The uh the Spirit, Spirit Airlines.
2: Oh, Spirit. <laughs> or uh does anyone watch that L.A. to Vegas show? I've not seen it. Uh McDermott is sporting a stash kind of like that, and they're they're Sweet. jackpot airlines. Jackpot airlines. There you go.
1: Sweet. There you go. Oh, uh, the other time about getting older, I noticed. I notice little things as the years go by, and I'll like stop and like, oh, that's new, or that hasn't happened before. I uh, the doctor and I always reminisce. We always call each other on our way to either get a haircut or an oil change, because for some reason with us two over the years, it's always something.
2: It's never smooth. It's
1: never a smooth process. <laughs> <laughs> and the other day, I n- only, not only need to get an oil change, but I also need to get my car and my truck inspected. it so sounds like a
0: double handoff. I'm like,
1: man, two birds with one stone. I'm just going to go and they do them at the same place, get them both knocked out, right? But I had to get it done this day. It's the only time slot I had. So anyway, I'm sitting there for about two and a half hours waiting. And they come back. Mr. Cade, uh, you know, they always come at you with... the. Uh, Legally, I can't let you leave without this new oh. air filter. Uh, you know, the air filter's fine. I'm fine. Just give me what I, you know. So anyway, after their third time out trying to get me to buy some, uh, you know. There's a deputy over there. If we don't put these new wipers on, you're, uh, you're going to have to answer some. All right, fine. Give me the wipers.
2: <laughs> Listen, buddy. If you don't buy four new tires, I'm going to get <laughs> fired.
1: Come on. So I go to, get, I go to uh, check out, and my inspection was overdue. I had to get That's the main reason I went was the inspection. I figured as long as I was there, I'd get an oil change. All right, Ms. K, that'll be so-and-so for the oil change. I'm like, well, no, 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 It's supposed to get inspected. I've been here two and a half hours. Like, that's the whole reason I'm here. Oh, computer, the network's down with the state. We we couldn't do an inspection. So I sat here for two and a half hours for an oil change? (laughs) And, dude, all of a sudden I noticed I'm talking in, like, a different dialect. (laughs) What in tarnation? This is a travesty. I've never experienced anything like this in all my live-long days. What the, Sam Hill? <laughs> Apparently, at this age, when I get really upset early on a Saturday morning, I turn into an 1800s gold prospector <laughs> and start talking old-timey stuff.
3: Dadgummit! Right that, that right there is authentic frontiersman. Grits and harmony. I came here for inspection. <laughs> it was
1: crazy. And I could hear myself, like, outside of my body, like, Dude, what? What's happening to
2: you, man? Jumping Jehoshaphat. <laughs>
3: That's the, that's the funny thing—we can actually hear yourself say that, man. You sound like Kevin Hart right now. Oh, I
1: got out in my truck. I'm like, you just, you, you just totally said tarnation, and you said you had never experienced anything like this in all your live long days.
3: <laughs> Defense I tr- wins championship. I'm either gold
1: prospector or I'm turning a boxcar, Willie. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Anyway, so Dag Naman, I put my pickaxe over my shoulder and I walked uh, out and Yosemite Cade stormed the hell out of there.
2: My biscuits are burning. <laughs> My biscuits are burning. For some reason
1: I'm just wearing long johns and suspenders all of a sudden. <laughs> the hell? Uh, welcome here, buddy. That, and that's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club's little bit about getting older.
3: Yeah. It's, yay. Yay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club episode 71.
3: At this age, I forget. <laughs> that
2: makes me feel old.
1: 71, I think. Good.
2: 71. Gravy. The Tuesday Night Cigar Club has ruined my life. I'm 24 years old. <laughs> the doctor's
1: only 24 years old, for God's sake. Um, uh, no, good to be here. Um, yeah, we've got a good show for you. I think, I hope. Let me take a, let me wet my whistle just here for a second. Ah,
2: oh, that's got a lot of flavor to it. Oh, that was kind of old timey too, wasn't it? I yeah, to believe all wet my whistle. <laughs> oh no, it's still here, it's still here. Uh, Jumping Jehoshaphat, see how this sarsaparilla tastes like. <laughs> uh,
1: well, every uh, every episode, as you know, or maybe you're just joining us for the first time, we smoke a premium cigar. Got one right here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We drink a craft beer from all around the United States. And we try to pair them creatively and cleverly with a ma- major motion picture. Or, in our case, <laughs> eh, motion pictures. Well, movies?
4: <laughs> eh,
2: it, Projects. We could we watch we it, We could
1: right? watch it on a, on a screen. <laughs> yeah, that's just usually how it goes. Um, it had
2: a whole cast of credits. Set it, in had, it, had it had people <laughs> in it.
1: It looked like a movie from the outside. Oh, no, we've done a lot worse. Um... So if you guys don't have anything, I'm just going to get right to the cigar, because I really want to start smoking.
3: I do have something real quick. Uh, Join us on Twitter, at TNCCCast. Hit us on the Facebook page while you still can. Thank you, Facebook. Tuesday night, Cigar Club. Facebook's going to be cracking down on some things. Uh, On us? Well, since Facebook's feeling the heat... As
1: a result of all this government pressure, Zuckerberg gets rid of the Tuesday night (laughs) Cigar Club.
3: I've seen... I've seen... (laughs) Everyone
1: is... Pleased with that arrangement. All
3: right. You're good. You're good I, I've seen a couple of articles uh, that got me concerned a little bit about uh, how tobacco is going to be printed, uh, presented on Facebook, including premium cigars. Well, you know what? Uh,
1: uh, Facebook's always been a tough nut to crack for us anyway, as, as opposed to like Instagram and Twitter. It seems like our, it's a little bit easier to reach folks on those. Um, um,
3: yeah, no. Uh, it's just know. a... I don't like third-party metrics because we don't own our we don't own our audience on those. Yeah. I uh, like I said, Facebook is getting in trouble with the law, so what they're going to do? Hey, don't pay attention to the information we just sold. Pay attention to the stuff we're doing to the cigar companies now. So we'll see how that turns out. But anyway, join us uh Instagram. You gotta see a lot of a lot of pictures for now since they're owned these Facebook. These hands. Yeah, we got another uh, in Bombay shot out with the uh, these hands. Yeah. Like t- Two
1: thousand likes of these hands, baby. <laughs> oh. uh.
3: So that's uh, it's pretty Z cool. Willy's
2: superimposed in those hands.
3: <laughs> uh, so his, uh on the Instagram at @tn- uh, tncc underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, join us on YouTube, obviously. Uh, go to the website. Uh, click on Famous Smoke Shop if you're doing a ask some cigars that you want to buy. Uh, I try to do that every time I'm buying some stuff. I don't Gotta know do if it. that inflates our numbers or not, but I'm still going to do it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, join us on YouTube. There you go Just Just and talk- uh, click on Amazon as well. If you're going to buy some toilet paper from Amazon, go to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club, find the little Amazon deal, click on it. How about it, if go you're
1: going to buy, like, a TV? That would be a little better <laughs> for us. Toilet paper. If you're gonna buy some cheap ass shit, uh, be sure and do it through our link. You we...
3: can go for the big haul or you can go from the Death by Mini Co.
2: When I've gotta take a beer and cigar shit,
3: <laughs> I use
2: Charmin, the only toilet paper sponsored by the Tuesday Night Cigar Club.
3: Hey, they haven't, that check hasn't come in hey, yet. Yeah, well, you, you, you hold off on that. You don't get a free ride, Charmin. Oh crap, I mentioned their name. <laughs>
1: That's okay. We can just wipe this segment off
3: (laughs) in post. (laughs) Just flush (laughs) it away.
1: (laughs) Send it straight to Brown Town. Uh, Too far. Uh, Brown Town's actually where my little prospector character lives. Apparently,
3: (laughs) right over that (laughs) valley in Brown Town.
1: Um,
3: that's that's all I had, man.
1: Okay. Well, no, those are good important things. Um, I got nothing. And I'm gonna it?
3: I'm gonna try to not cuss the entire show. Why's that? I don't know.
1: Yeah, well,
2: I won't be joining. In I that, will not be making uh, a similar promise. I
3: am I am timing myself right now.
1: Uh, well, yeah,
2: d- while you're out there, you may as well uh, take a look at my uh, review of uh, my trip to Arizona and Spring Train. Yeah, that was
3: a good Speaking one.
1: Speaking of the website, like um, the doctor continues to contribute um, reviews of new releases here. Tut, it's gonna take you ten years to get uh, we got all our lighter situation squared away.
2: I'll redirect. Oh, look at this thing.
1: Look at this guy. He's pulling out all sorts of goods. He gave Tut a little wiener lighter, and he pulled out a no, big I, old... Uh, I grabbed
2: the little wiener lighter. Oh, did you? Okay.
1: Gravitate towards the small wieners, huh?
2: Redirecting, you did the cigars. This is this a traditional cut here?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, it is a pigtail. You can try to twist it. And pop off and see if see if there's enough airflow. Mine, mine did fine. Did yours do okay? Yeah. If not, you just do a, a real small slice, and uh, you'll be just fine. No, uh, go to the website. The Doctor is not only reviewing a lot of new theatrical releases, which I'm happy to see those things getting a lot of traffic. Um, hell, your Death Wish review led us to do the an older Death Wish on, yeah. my, on our last episode. So uh, you inspire us, Doc. Thank you very much. Um, and then he just put up a great article about uh, he and his father traveled out to Arizona for spring training baseball. And, uh, man, I'm not even a big baseball guy anymore, but it made me want to go to a, I ball am a game. Big, I am
3: a big baseball guy, and I'm like, damn it. And now, oh, crap, that was Hey, would you make it uh, like?
1: Well, damn, it's not cussing. <laughs> if you can say <laughs> it on network TV, it's not cussing.
3: Yeah, the, Although hey, I was watching
1: network TV the other day, somebody said dickhead. I was like, they can say that
5: now? Yes, they can say everything. What yeah. Tarnation? What Tarnation?
2: You just can't drop an F-bomb. On, on, if you watch uh, American Dad, they're saying shit on there all
3: the time. I don't like it. No, it made me want to It want to go out to Arizona and catch spring training. It did. It just was the way really you cool described that, the air. Still I still wanted
1: do. to breathe that air. I wanted to sleep, in, in, a ho- sleep in a hotel in with room cigars. with your father. <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> do all sorts of crazy things. Are <laughs> right, you guys ready to start the show? Let's turn these <laughs> microphones on.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, no, it did make me want to eat hot dogs really bad. What was the old Nolan Ryan commercial
2: they used to play at the ballpark? Oh, that's a tremendous wiener. was <laughs> a wiener like this big. Oh, have you heard? The, here's the new thing. Now, a normal size, okay, they call it the Dilly Dog.
1: Uh, is this the, the Bud Light Dilly crap? No. Oh, okay.
2: The Dilly Dog <laughs> is a giant pickle that's been cored out. The hot dog inside the pickle... And then fried like a corn dog. <laughs> so, dilly is pickle. Cored out pickle, they showed it. Uh-huh. Hot dog inside it, dipped in the fryer. It's
5: just... You know,
1: my guidance counselor my senior year said I would find my place coring out pickles. <laughs> for Apparently, hot, for they're going to have
2: to open another stand because the dilly dogs are just selling like
3: hotcakes. I, I want to try it. I want one. My arteries say we will choke you off if you eat it. Oh, you know Guy
2: Fieri's all over that. (laughs) There's another one that's a bacon wrapped hot dog with jalapenos and Cheetos on top of it.
1: No, not interested. A dilly dog. I want that dilly dog.
3: What's that? Pickle? Corn (laughs) out? You know, there's some guy who's like
1: like an oil thing, like the the huge (laughs) drills. You know, there's some guy that's sitting there and he's like, I finally am
2: making people happy, corn (laughs) out those pickles. Then he just heard you. No, I think he's doing us a great service. They showed somebody eating one, too. It looked fantastic.
1: Oh, man, I love pickles. I love hot dogs.
3: I'm the same way. I love corn dogs. Let's go.
1: And uh, usually on hot dogs, I like pickles' more glamorous cousin, the relish. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: And there's nothing like a ballpark, man. Yeah. I'm
2: a big fan of the bratwurst they make at the uh, Globe Life Park. Put some mustard on there? Get some mustard and uh, grill some onions. <laughs> that was totally Guy Fieri. Put some mustard on there, some grilled onions. <laughs> <clears throat> mm. One trip
1: ticket to Flavor Town. Got the texture, got the fat and cholesterol.
3: We you have like, still not heard back from uh, Guy Fieri's lawyers. Yeah. So I guess that's a good thing.
1: Well, Guy's lawyers are probably all the way <laughs> over in France. <laughs> uh, if you haven't uh, checked it out yet on our YouTube page, go to. Uh, we have a clip up there. The Guy Fieri versus Anthony Bourdain. It's the best 10 minutes you'll spend <laughs> during your work day. Uh, not safe for work, by the way. Put headphones <laughs> totally
3: on. Totally not safe for work.
1: Um, but yes, Doc. Great article.
3: Thank you. Uh,
1: keep it up. Next one, I want you to uh, I want you to go to a Cowboys practice uh, before the season starts. Ooh. Report back.
2: It could be difficult.
1: You're going to be at the TNCC's Ed Werder. I want you on. Oh, God, the- I don't want
2: to be anybody's Ed Werder. <laughs> <laughs> I want you
1: out there giving us the, the hot takes from the all the sports uh <laughs> Uh no you don't have to do that. Just keep writing whatever comes into your head.
2: I am uh I oh, would get play... you a
3: Rangers and a, and a cowboys media badge. Uh that would be sweet. I'd oh, like man. that. Uh That's I am gonna be playing. Can you just
1: print one make one up? <laughs> <He's> make one <laughs> for
3: I'm not gonna say it'll get you past the guards. Huh. But... I'm here. <laughs> just show it real fast. Real fast.
1: <laughs> That's a Dave and Busters, Lanyard. <laughs> uh, <it's... laughs>
3: Gotta go. Oh. It just says press. <laughs> I was there for lunch with Jerry. And it has
1: three S's.
3: That's the best
2: one. I just take a little white piece of paper and write "press" on it in an ink pen, <laughs> tie it to a shoestring, and around my neck. Uh, Don't you see this? The <laughs> Fourth Estate, sir.
1: Oh man, I gotta just say, you guys are starting to laugh. This smells amazing in here. I like the aroma coming off of this cigar. Real quick, let me introduce the cigar so we can start talking about it. You guys are lighting up. Uh, it is the S and R Corona Gorda by Blackwork Studio, um, a subset of. Black Label Trading Company, which we've done several of their cigars. Um, SNR stands for Serpent and the Rainbow.
5: Serpent and the Rainbow. It was
1: inspired by uh, that Wes Craven film, which naturally it's Tuesday Night Cigar Club. We're not going to do that film. Uh, I'll tell you why here in a minute. It's a five and a half by 46. Uh, Like I said, Corona Gorda. The wrapper is Sumatra with a pigtail cap. Although I think... It's a snake, Serpent. It looks, you know, why not say a serpent cap or a serpentine cap or
3: it's a coiled, up like a, a coiled like a snake. snake? I
1: don't know. Uh it's better
3: than a little cap of poo. Yeah. Kind of looks like a poo emoji. A
1: little bit. Nicaraguan Habano binder. Nicaragua and Dominican filler. I'll save price for later. This is the third of the Blackworks Limited Editions following the release of Sindustry and the very popular Boondock Stink. Uh, cigar that did really well for them. This cigar, the SNR, also comes in one other size, a six and three fourths times forty-two by forty-two Lancero. Mm-hmm. Um, our good friends at Famous Smoke Shop have this to say about it. Blackworks Studio SNR cigars are what happens when a cigar maker has an appreciation for 80s cult classic horror films. SNR stands for the underappreciated 1988 film Serpent and the Rainbow, rich with voodoo and zombies in Haiti. Hmm?
3: Was that underappreciated?
1: Yeah, it didn't do do very well at all. Oh, okay. Uh, Here, uh, SNR is a winter small batch release from Black Works that smokes with a ton of complexity from the combination of woody and peppery Dominican long fillers, Nicaraguan binder, and the tangy Sumatra wrapper. Thick, creamy smoke, sophisticated flavors, and a rich full body that hits you like a nail to the... All we'll say is watch the nail scene and you'll understand. Another five-star winner from Black Works. (laughs) Order yours now. And that description by Famous sums up exactly why we're not doing Serving the Rainbow. There is a scene where a guy gets like his ball sack nailed to a chair.
5: And that's as far as we need to talk
3: about it.
1: I promised, Tut, we wouldn't feature any more movies showing guys ball sacks until at least half the year was over. You're welcome, Tut.
3: Wait, half the year was over?
0: Yeah, the summer is open game.
1: I could do all sorts <laughs> of shit. Oh, no, no,
3: no. James
1: Brown, uh, creator of Blackworks, who we've interviewed here on the show. I'll put a, a link to that interview. Uh, when we did the NBK of his on the show, we talked to him for a good while, and we've spent some time with him at a blending seminar.
3: Yeah, if you uh, ever get the chance, go to one of those blending seminars. They're very, very informative.
1: Well, he is the blender behind this. He's also the one of the three partners at Fabrica Oveja Negra, he says this, S&R is an elegant smoke with complex flavors and a rich, refined finish. The cigar represents a lot of firsts for us. It's the first Blackworks cigar to use Dominican tobacco, the first to be a softer medium profile, and the first production cigar we made with a Sumatra wrapper, which I'm a big fan of. Anyway, he says, uh, I find the result to be a perfect combination. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sumatra wrapper. You've got to smoke them slow to get all the nuances. That's why you have two.
3: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Definitely get the a blast of the hot pepper right off the beginning there. Did
1: you me. get I yeah. I didn't I got a Woodsy retro Yeah, I'm Woodsy, yeah, woodsy I'm retro I, woodsy. I, I didn't get any hot pepper. Uh, I did though. get a
3: nice surprise on the cold draw. Uh I actually got a little bit of cocoa. It was pretty cool. Just a very hand on that cold draw. Uh, it, it was nice. I got a, Yeah, once I light once I lighted up, uh once I lit up good I lord. I was about to correct you. Uh <laughs> Once I lit up no no I'm gonna go back to my redneck version. Once I light it up, uh, yeah, it was a nice little woodsy deal there. I got a spicy pepper there. I
1: um I I, I I do get a very strong woods through the nose, but um okay, just a little different characterization. I get I get kind of a strong woodsy note. Uh I do get the cream. Um the cream and the cedar on the on the palate, um, on the draw.
3: Not sure I'm getting cream. But that might be getting a little washed away
1: there. Yeah, you know what? I asked uh, Derek Matthews, the national sales manager for uh, Blackworks and Black Label, uh, what he would pair this with. I always, if I know someone with the company, I'll, I once in a while ask him, and he was like, "I'd like to see a triple." All he's drinking, all he's paired with is clearly Canadians, <laughs>
4: which okay. somebody
1: drinks in tonight's film. All right. But uh, he's, I would like to see a triple. And so as I was looking for snake-themed beers, I found a quadruple.
3: A quadruple. That's got to be
1: better than a triple, right?
3: It is a little bit, yes. I think that's called a home run in baseball terms.
2: No? No, that no one's ever referred to it as a quadruple.
1: Oh, Oh, technically, you go four bases. Well, no, you start, you you don't count where you started.
3: One,
1: two, three, and four. Well, you pass home, it's a quadruple.
3: Quadruple. Well, you do. I
2: do understand that there are four bases that you will touch. But no cub, one's ever referred my Cubs, to. Next quadruple. year at Arizona, my you
4: need
1: to you need to see if you can start that <laughs> as you're eating your dilly dog.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: the guy just dinged a quadruple.
3: Man, he just went quadruple.
2: Might be something. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Yak
1: yeah, boy, what are we drinking? I didn't mean to yell at you there. Sorry. No.
5: <laughs> we are drinking. Delicious beer, a quadruple beer, as you just said. Uh, the I Medusa, believe our first, our first quadruple. Uh, I think
1: we've had one before. We've done four. This is our <laughs>
5: quadruple quadruple.
1: Have
3: we done a quadruple before? I don't
1: think we've done a quadruple. I
5: don't think so. Uh, the Medusa by Copperhead Brewery, uh, which is located in Conroe, Texas, in their downtown, uh, started
1: in 2014. Conroe, for those not in the know, just right outside Houston,
5: yep. South Texas. Uh, started by uh, Mark Ernest. It's good, good name. Ernest.
1: Uh, he wasn't made, that guy in those Ernest movies, was he? I hope not. Okay.
4: There's
2: a question for you, uh, Conroe. Does it still? Do they still refer to themselves as Conroe, or is it the Woodlands now? Or is there a distinction between those no, two? No, no, two Conroe's, totally different. Yeah, two, places. two totally different places. Totally right. places. Conroe right. and the Woodlands. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, don't
1: you ever say that to someone that's from the woodlands.
2: I ain't afraid of those people. They will kill you in a heartbeat. Pine tree smelling, motherfuckers.
1: Yeah, it does smell like pine trees in the woodlands.
3: No, oh, it doesn't. That's Kingwood.
1: It's oh, I don't know. I, we'll get into this later. You know <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah.
3: So, the, south
5: the, of here, the it's all the same and, to me. Is a quadruple, which uh, tends to be a uh, derived from a uh, Belgian uh, style of a uh, dark ale that usually ends up having a very high ABV uh, and uh, tends to come across with uh, what we call uh, strong fruit flavors. Uh, Their own description um, from uh, the Copperhead Brewery is, uh, Medusa's rich, dark fruit flavors are derived from a true Belgian Abbey yeast and Belgian candy sugar. Those flavors transition into a sweet, bready malt base. Dangerously easy to drink. <laughs>
2: Dangerous for you to drink.
5: <laughs>
2: uh, as some. great as
5: Medusa is fresh, it will age wonderfully. Hmm. Which is a good thing. I've actually had
1: these beers waiting for us for 17 years.
3: Tastes like Which, they just poured
5: it. Because that makes no sense as they just started four years ago. You call me a liar? Calling something fruity. Uh You telling me I'm prone to falsification, boy <laughs> <laughs> Um It is um as I said the the quadruples tend to be higher A B V this is ten point five My God man ten point five So uh drink like slowly Savor it You're the boss of me <laughs> Uh, but the good thing Pick about it is... I to have an early morning meeting. <laughs> uh, it is very... Uh, it's not bitter. 25 IBUs. Yeah, so, no, it's I mean, it oven. makes easy to drink. But you anyway. know what?
1: It is not overly sweet. No, it's no, not. No.
5: It, uh, like I said, it's going to... Uh, you can kind of get some some of those fruit flavors I'm getting. It is. That. I'll get some raspberry. Yeah. But, I mean... And it's not that they're trying to, like, make it to where... It's, it's not like an IPA where they're just, like, you know... Trying to punch you in the face. No,
1: I mean it, it. It definitely is is a heavy. Yes, I mean when I think of triples, I don't think heaviness. Um, I it's a it's kind of a, got a heavy body to it, but I'm getting just a really kind of not too sweet fruitiness. Um.
3: Yeah, I'm not really picking up on any sweetness to it, except for like on the aftertaste. Yeah, like get a the little bit of it there. It's got that yeah. little molasses kind of kind of taste to it.
1: Um, it's interesting. It is. Um it doesn't have a lot of mouthfeel or linger to me, like the minute I sip it it's gone.
3: Yeah. yeah. Which is
1: great for, for pairing with a cigar.
2: My mouth is going numb.
3: That's why that's <laughs> why they say it's pretty easy to drink. Uh, I mean it's just once once it's over the tongue it's done.
2: <laughs> it's
1: enough about your birthday party. <laughs>
2: Uh you're going to keep getting that thrown back at as you. As long know. as he
1: has that mustache, he's going to get some some things thrown his way.
3: Ah. Um Oh the jealousy.
1: But no, what I think what I was what I was thinking was, you know, with the with this is Blackworks kind of first foray like he's into the kind of softer medium profile and I didn't want to come at it with something too dark. I didn't want to come at it with an IPA. Um, so I thought kind of the something a little more Subtle and fruity. Um touchdown. Would uh sorry. <laughs> Too easy.
3: Uh no, actually I think um uh, I think it's a good pairing. I'm gonna disagree. Uh I would like to see something a lot lighter with it because of the medium body presence of the S and R. I want to see I, I think you need to even tone way more down than this. I think the, the sugary aftercoat on the lips you want is, a pilsner, yeah, yeah. I think a pilsner at best a blonde. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to get I want to get real summertime with this.
1: Okay, I agree to disagree because I think that I think that is one way to go. Yeah, and now, I, think, th- I think they would be very copacetic with each other. Uh, I think I think I want something different in my left hand than in my right hand. Tut's birthday that party storage. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: i am also seeing a little bit of coffee with this. Uh, oh, this would be a
1: wonder. I mean, I'm an inch in. Tut's birthday party storage. Uh,
2: Subtle and fruity <laughs> did go in my show notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm only an inch in the thing. I think that so far it would be wonderful with coffee. Um, which I'll admit, most of the time when I can smoke in the morning, I go to a Sumatra even over a Connecticut leaf, really? I, I just I love the Sumatra leaf. It's, yeah. it's one of my favorites. I mean, uh, Cody and I, when we first started smoking a lot of cigars, you know, they can't all be top dollar stuff. Our go-to bundle cigar was the Oliva Flor de Oliva, which is a Sumatra right. wrapper. Right. And um, yeah, it, it's not that it's popular, but I mean, it's not. It's kind of down a, a few pegs, and yeah. it is. It is. I, I agree. I believe it was Derek, or, uh, I heard someone say. You know, you you. And this is for you, Tut. You know, with with the Sumatra, you do have to kind of temper it with a slower smoke. You're going to miss some of the blender's intent if you just blaze through this thing.
3: I don't. I don't follow conventional thinking.
1: Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
3: Mike. No, I just can't. I know.
1: I'm looking at you guys, and all I see is the mustache. I can't get past it. It's the
3: it. power of the mustache. The thing is, is that I'm I'm really thinking about getting rid of it this weekend. Uh, we're going to a party on Saturday, and I, I promise. Chuckie Cheese. I promised my wife that I would keep it until Saturday, <laughs> uh, and then I'm. They will like, let you in the
2: ball pit with that. Uh,
3: and then, I, <laughs> and then I'm like, I really want to shave it, but I can't. I look at it in the mirror. And is it it's going... Done? You is don't it, want to be there. Is
1: it done? Oh no! Like right now, are you just trimming it to go in your mouth, or is it going to get fuller? Like, it's going out, to get fuller. Outward. See a
3: little,
2: a little, a little more girth to that thing. And I got to say it, dude. It, it it could be getting Atkins-esque with a little more girth.
1: Oh, Atkins never crossed my mind. Looking at that thing.
2: <laughs> no, it, need, it needs some more. <laughs> needs some more. Real full, a lot of sap.
3: Lot of sap. A lot, of, a lot of sap. A lot of
2: sap. A lot of sap. Looks good.
1: Um, I, I,
3: I don't know where it's going to go from here I'm sorry Look Ted,
1: I am your friend
3: And I'm not going to let you dictate how I wear my facial hair
1: And I'm going to support you in w- This goes against what you just attacked me with I'm going to support you in whatever you do
0: Don't you feel like a Thank dick you For saying that to me
3: No, there's a reason why I said that
1: Have I ever tried to dictate your facial hair or anything about you?
3: You told me why not. You told me to wear this shirt tonight.
1: No, you didn't. I, I <laughs> you do did. give you guys some text on what to wear, but
3: <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Um, for me, the pairing actually works. I, I like the subtler cigar, and then but I'm getting a lot of, uh, of flavor and stuff in the beer. But like yeah. we said, the minute I drink it, it's gone. I can go back to the cigar. Right. They're not clashing. They're not
3: clashing at all. I will say whatsoever. that whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Um, as we've been talking about this beer. I, I'm just looking around the cigar. Anything new in the cigar? I'm really just getting some really nice cedar and cream off the draw. Uh, Uh, The aroma is just—I can't say enough. I've got a little. I've got a little bit of A
3: little bit of Doc's pepper. I've got a hint of cinnamon on the retro hell, which is just—it's a cedar cinnamon retro hell so far, like in the middle, and I like it. I might have a
1: little cinnamon there. Yeah. Good call uh appearance-wise uh, first of all it's burning perfectly uh perfect burn line uh i did clip it right below the yeah. the coiled snake cap uh it's a beautiful golden wrapper i like the band i like i've seen some bands where the rainbow is a little more prevalent you can actually see the colored ra- yeah wasn't uh, that
3: like a, the first special release yeah i don't like know that?
1: uh right now you just really have a snake head with S and R and a little glimpse of the rainbow in the corner, yeah. Um, but presentation-wise, it's it's a damn good-looking cigar. Um, I like black label stuff. I, I like we did last rites on the show, which we we enjoyed. I, I we all we all still smoke the NBK. I am
3: still yes. an NBK fan. That's why I I just kind of chuckle when I, you know, there's a lot of truth to the whole when you see these top ten lists and. You go back like five years ago, and you know people aren't smoking. What's on those lists? Well, Skip
1: Skip Aromacrafts is all. You know, a couple of times a year he'll post like, "Hey, everybody enjoying those seniorals? Man, you everybody get, made their top ten? like nobody smokes what that made their their blogs top ten list."
3: Go to my Twitter feed and and I I always the first see, one to see say an MBK on there that I posted yesterday.
1: We still smoke MBKs. Uh, we still smoke. I'd say over. 75% of the stuff, other than that first year, we were kind of all over the place our first year. Yeah. Once we got settled and kind of got in a groove, I still smoke a majority of the things we yeah. like on the show. But with Blackworks, we did the Last Rights. We did the NBK. We did the Killer B Lancero, which didn't... It was, it was a pre-release yeah. uh, kind of to beat the FDA thing. Uh, enjoyed it, but it didn't knock us, blow us away. Yeah. Bishops blend we, we did. did the bishops blend, yeah. um, which we enjoyed, yeah. but MBK to me and Last Rights were the the superstars that we've done so far. But th- those are all powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is something totally different. Yeah, this
3: different. is to- this is totally not. This is stop me if nice you guys
1: get something crazy um, before as we get yeah. into the movie. But um, I, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. This is actually the more the profile at my old age dadgummit i find myself i used to be a oscuro you know double broadleaf maduro just the stronger the darker yeah. the I, I find myself going more towards it's funny cuz you started off the opposite you you were smoking macanudos and now you're kind of enjoying the the bolder stuff but i don't know i
3: I'm still. I on the did bear off the man. reverse
2: hail, Get that kind of brown sugar, cinnamon kind of flavor there.
3: Yeah.
1: it's an interesting blend. Um, I'm going to come back to it, and I and I'm I'm not ready to give a thumbs up or thumbs down on this beer. I'll let you know. if... I'm kind of the same Later. way. I'm kind of I don't
2: confi- know how I feel I'm, I'm,
3: I'm kind of confused by the beer to be honest.
2: That's a 10.5 ABV. I'm so confused.
3: I, nothing <laughs> makes sense anymore. Right who who am I? I, can't, I can't, Where am I? I can't make out basic shapes
2: and colors. Um uh, <laughs> that ABV don't scare me.
5: Um What was uh Mystery of the Deep?
1: <clears throat> it was a double IPA. No, what was the ABV on that that we did?
5: Uh that was only in the the 69. Th- no,
1: Mister Deep, the double IP was like.
5: Oh yes, I thought like, that was like eight.
1: Yeah, n- that
2: was nine. First sign of that the ten point five. Nine. The arguments begin.
5: It was a nine. I'll kill you.
3: <laughs> Shut dead the fuck up, Dadgummit. We, we do this when we're dead gum sober. <laughs> Don't you tell me about my arithmetic, boy. Uh, before we get into the movie, can you go ahead and hit me with another Medusa?
1: I would love to. Anybody else? Sure. And then not. after that, cut me off because I'm lea- serious. Lea- I do have an early morning meeting.
3: While I'm leaning slightly to the left. But I will fill air me, time. Save me another slightly. I will fill air time while he's getting uh, i beer. Do, I
1: do, uh, Tut, yeah. have some Hans Pills if you want to make a transition at some point.
4: Yeah, I might need to.
1: Uh, our go-to. They need to pay us. That's our go <laughs> actually our, should. Our go-to with beer, the Hans
2: Pills. <laughs> I don't know if they want <laughs> that endorsement. When you're not man enough to drink 10... When you've got a morning years. meeting and you need to drink like a pussy, switch over to Hans Pills.
3: <laughs> it's delicious. We love it. The for beer
2: what? that has kept Tut from calling in sick for six weeks.
3: <laughs> for once, Coors Light is like, oh, thank God.
2: <laughs> it's good stuff. I love
1: the Hans Pills. I do, too. I mean, I'm a real man, so I don't drink it, but, <laughs> you know, whatever.
2: You know, like for breakfast and such. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I'm just kidding. It's awesome. Did we do we did on the show? I think that's where we discovered it.
3: Yeah, hey, before uh, broke, we did, I remember drinking like fourteen yeah. of them. Yeah, before we—that uh, oh,
1: was the night we drank sixty beers.
3: <laughs> before we get into the movie, I just want to say, uh, get well, Arnold. Uh, oh man, we followed that, and I hear he's recovering nicely. I don't, I don't know if it was you, so scary, you yourself uh, watch, but I, I know the Arnold Arnold fans do. Uh, so Arnold I'll pass fans, the note on, man. Arnold fans are TCC
1: fans, uh, so please uh and they just interviewed arnold uh at the arnold expo in columbus so um man i'm gonna be just frank with you boys this has been the worst week in a long time for me and that arnold thing kind of kicked it all off like it's been south i was like dude i'm gonna have to get us all boots of remembrance we're gonna have to have four boots for arnold i'm like but dude it's arnold of course he's back they interviewed, uh, they caught Sylvester Stallone coming out of a restaurant and they asked about Arnold and they're like, Sly, do you think he'll give up smoking stogies now that he had open heart surgery?
0: He's like, there's two things men man can never give up. Cigars and breathing.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all, right, all right, go with that logic.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Sly.
2: Uh, would have been better if he just throwed like a Cobretti line at him. Yeah, but just a little bit. Then he chops the guy in the face. <laughs> He yeah, had surgery. Yeah, did. but it
1: was a minor one. <laughs> no, it was major open heart surgery, Sly. <laughs> Fuck you,
3: sucker, uh, sucker. <laughs> uh,
1: we almost—that's uh, a good segue. We almost did Cobra tonight. I,
3: I wish we would have.
1: Uh, well, you told me not to. You have no one to but yourself blame. You're like, nah, it's too on the nose. That's what you said up at the pub. We were talked about movies, and you said Cobra's way too on the nose.
3: will was in on that. Oh, he's Probably
1: pre- 20. He was pretty those. lit last <laughs> Yeah, you're pretty lit.
3: You can't take show notes when I'm in that condition. You did
1: not have a morning meeting that, that Wednesday morning. <laughs> you
3: can't take show notes you when didn't I'm have in a morning. that <laughs> You didn't have a morning.
1: <laughs> no, uh, we could have done Cobra. Uh, we've actually only done, I think, one Stallone movie in 71 episodes, Tango and Cash. We, um, we have
3: to
2: do Cobra,
1: man. Well, at some point we will.
2: The first, our first show, I believe. Oh, we did Expendables. Tril Expendables, Yeah, We've
1: done two. That's enough. Uh, it was time to do a Pat Morita movie, damn it.
3: <laughs> is, is that what this was? Yeah. Let's, let's you mean an Axton Hoyt movie? Let's go there. Hoyt, um, Hoyt Axton.
1: Hoyt Axton. Hoyt movie? Axton. Hoyt? How, many, how many of these Medusas have you had? <laughs> uh, you know what? I went with the movie King Cobra from 1999. Uh, we got the Copperhead Beer. We got the King Cobra movie. We got the Serpent and the Rainbows. Sirpa. Everything works really well on the pairing level. Here's why I went with King Cobra. This was the glorious time right before sci-fi movies where everything was CGI.
2: Right when they started kicking them off, really.
1: And these were the glory days of straight-to-home video creature features where they actually had to make the fucking thing. Yeah. And they actually showed some kind of skill as far as making movies. As far as they, they, for the most part, hired real actors and they actually kind of Put some thought into the camera, and if it wasn't all CGI nowadays, every single creature feature is a hundred percent digital. The effects, even the explosions, are a hundred percent computer generated. Sci-fi movies are, you know, every Lake Placid versus Tarak
5: Dactyl versus Python versus thanks p- Boa thanks Python thanks boa versus Python <laughs> everything <laughs> is so, so f- Python but it's so
1: fake they don't Boathon. even they don't even try to make it look real anymore Python this comes from Pythoboas. a this comes from a really cool kind of niche in the late 90s where they actually had to make a, a creature and I thought I hadn't seen this one and I thought there's some reasons that went into my picking this other okay. than that but
2: but I was like you know what that's what we're doing so in 97 predating this was the theatrical release of Anaconda which mm-hmm. was a surprise hit and so i think i think there was a lot of obvious Anton, there's a the surprise hit there's going to be copycatting yeah did anaconda because you're right they 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 used a real actual Whatever you think of it they made their giant cobra in, in, this, movie. in this movie Anaconda, anaconda, anaconda had, didn't, did it is borderline between CG and it, some it, 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 it was early, have some it was
1: early CG it was a mixture of the two but they did a lot of of real rubber anaconda you,
5: stuff Like when you like with the snake interacting with the people you could tell in in a lot of those scenes from Anaconda yeah it was a real Yes uh, Ice Cube
1: was wrapped up by a real thing getting pulled in the water there
5: Right and then like you can see a lot, a lot of the times within anaconda like the when the snake is in the wa- whack, yo. <laughs> when the snakes in the water you what can see doing totally out tell there CGI Guy I mean, Ferrari was out there? That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Anaconda, the most salty, juiciest steak <laughs> in this side of the Amazon River. I just feel feeling, like all of a sudden he's just got a fork and knife and he's like eating the Anaconda. And Anaconda's
3: like, what? No, it's just, it's interesting because you actually see actors interact with a physical object. I mean, they're not looking. You're talking about
1: Anaconda or this movie?
3: Both. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, so you're not really, you're not seeing Well, in this
1: movie, it's more than this.
3: <gasps>
4: <laughs>
1: but. I get you. Yeah, you, they are. Whereas in the new, the new last fifteen years of sci-fi movies, it is actors just reacting to nothing, and it's it's terrible. Yeah. Even good actors like John Schneider in Lake Placid two, three, and four. Even he can't pull that off, and that's John Schneider, for God's sake.
2: Well, and, then, and then the CGI itself in those things is terrible. It's just awful.
1: And they don't even try anymore. Those no, alligators, you it, can it, see it, their feet aren't even touching the ground.
2: looks like something you just could cook up on a computer in about 30 seconds. i pretty sure Tut could
1: make that.
3: <laughs> uh, that's what my meeting's for tomorrow.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Lake Placid 6. <laughs> Bunch of drunk ass podcasters wake up on a beach.
2: Octoshark versus Pterodactylpus.
1: No,
3: no, 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 no. That's copyright tunnel. That's copyright tunnel.
1: Octoshark versus Pterodactylpus versus Tuesday Night Cigar Club. <laughs> Starring the Tuesday Night Cigar Club's doctor and Tom Wopat. No, he can't do it anymore. He stuck his finger in that girl's oh, butt That's right. That's right.
3: Yeah, yeah. Better see if we can come up with John Schneider money.
1: Yeah, because the doctors never stuck his finger in some girl's butthole. Hey, <laughs> I, sorry, uh, that's still in litigation, I believe.
2: Well, no I reason. mean, well, what was the his, He was was he like acting in some play or something? He fingered it, some it, chick. It, it was allegedly. Wait till the after party, Will Pat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Come on. He was he was in some small town production, and apparently he stuck his hand down a girl's pants and did something. Allegedly. Allegedly. But he said he was on coke, and he's in treatment now. So,
2: that's everybody's excuse,
1: <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> a
3: cocaine. You know what? A hell I can't keep up
1: with all Tom Wopat's shenanigans. <laughs> I got enough trouble keeping up with you three. Love is for suckers. Cigars are for lovers. Deadwood, South Dakota, where legions of denim and leather-clad riders descend for their annual celebration of life and freedom. Sweet Jane welcomes them all with her alluring aroma and easy smoking taste. This cigar is for is one for the road well-traveled boys.
4: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Seek out Sweet Jane Cigars. Go to your local tobacconist or your favorite online retailer. You won't regret it. They're a unique smoke, and uh, the TNCC can definitely vouch that they're good for newbies uh, or experienced cigar smokers uh, as something new. Uh, we really like them. So, yeah, I really do. Uh, get out there and seek them out. I just got a little bit, uh, real quick, before I get in the movie. I just got a little bit of. This is gonna be a weird one, maybe a new one for us.
3: Graham Masala.
1: <laughs> Duncan Hines
5: yellow cake. I've. Just, <laughs> have you had Duncan Hines that's yellow too, cake recently? That's too I specific have.
3: for me, man.
5: So perhaps do you think that your palate is Not sport? recently,
1: like today, no. But it's a taste that Yesterday,
5: I... Yesterday? Day before? No,
1: about a month ago.
2: Cade and I split a Duncan Hines <laughs> yellow cake before we came in here. It
1: is a taste, though, that I... I didn't know Duncan Hines had a yellow cake. I'm not going to get into why I had to have it. There was a whole story behind it. But anyway, <laughs> it has a unique...
2: <laughs> I want to hear that story.
1: <laughs> it has a unique taste. I'm getting a little bit of kind of a, a, a baked... A baked... Pastry? Uh, what, do, what do they call a pancake? Like a... Sheet cake? Sheet cake. A little bit of sheet cake. I just think that's a bunch of sheet. You think I'm full of sheet, do you? Yes. I do. Full sheet cake. Uh, I'm still getting the woodsy, the cedar. I'm still getting... I, I am picking up, now that you guys said that, a little bit of cinnamon on the, on the retro. I'm, Man, it's getting, tasty. It's yeah. really
5: tasty. I, I'm still getting creamy, but I'm getting that cinnamon. You're getting my cream? I am. But now I just really want sheet cake. You shut up, Doc.
3: Yeah, about the midway point is where that cinnamon kind of kicks in on that retro
1: hill. Uh, we'll certainly have nothing else unlike anything we've had from the company so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll come back to it. Let me get into this movie. King Cobra, 1999, written and directed by Scott and David hill- Hillenbrand. They also directed, Doc, I think you might have seen these, the Dorm Days movies for National Lampoon's
2: also uh, featured one Courtney Gaines in one of those. Oh, did Apparently they? they've got a quite... Yes, I have seen...
1: They've worked with
4: Gaines
2: before. Dorm, yes. It's spelled D-A-Z-E, I believe.
1: Yeah, I thought it was D-A-Y-Z, but it is D-A-Z-E.
2: Yeah,
3: I believe I've seen both of them.
1: And then, Tut, they also directed a movie which sounds right up your alley. Uh, Transylmania?
3: Oh, yes. Which one? Two or three? The original? Just the one. Yeah. Oh, nice.
1: Never seen it, have
3: you?
1: No. no. I don't. It a vampire movie. Yeah. It said Transylvania it was Transylvania.
4: Well, oh, like Mania or Mania? Maybe Manny? I thought that's
3: what you were getting at. I think at. it's Transylvania. Transylvania? That's what and I thought you were saying.
1: I thought Mania, the mustache. Again, that's all I see.
3: It's hypnotizing. It's very Swanson esque at this point. No, it's not as full as Swanson. What's your wife
1: think of the mustache? I'll, I'll say this it does look better than did a week ago
3: oh yeah I mean once it Facebook it was like it was like kind
1: of like spotty well and it goes
3: it goes through you know, everybody goes through yeah. the filling in phase the
1: ugly baby phase yeah. before they're cute babies
3: yeah. um she's kind of where I'm at she likes the look of it but yeah. it's not very practical
1: yeah that's probably the least the most we need to say about that
3: <laughs> um well, we start things, uh... Or as Minnie Pearl would used to say, Ain't nothing like going through a little bushel to get through a picnic. Bushel like the bushes. Yeah. Alright, so movie... Minnie King Pearl
1: King had a giant bush, is what you're saying? King
3: Cobra. King Cobra. Hey! What's the freaking Travis Tripp tour? God, you nailed <laughs> Minnie Pearl? <laughs> she was the reason for the penicillin? Man, I'm just saying, when you hear her say, You come back now, you hear...
1: I'm getting my dadgum pickaxe, and I'm in there.
2: <laughs> and I'm the asshole with the little jokes. Jeez. Hey, nobody's pointing a finger at you.
1: <laughs> you butthole. All right. We start things up right after a gloriously nostalgic, I know, tut, or, uh, yeah, actually, you recognize the Trimark Pictures
5: Oh, man, logo. that one right there. Oh, in the 90s, that Our Trimark was logo. A and I was like, this is going to be good.
1: That lion, oh my God. Uh, there's a hissing sound over black. And then a quote appears written in a fancy old-timey font, so you already know this classy picture.
5: <laughs> Period You took piece. the time to get a guy out there. It's going to be classy. We need, we need a quote. It can't be any quote. The quote is...
1: The dreadful sound that nothing which breathes, be he man or brute, can hear unmoved. Oliver Wendell Holmes. Who hey. did any of you schmucks bother look up who Oliver Wendell Holmes was? Nope. No. Well, Ollie, as I call him, served as an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States from nineteen oh two to nineteen thirty two ...and was acting Chief Justice of the Supreme Court
5: in 1930. He's a Supreme Court Justice. But in relation to this movie, are they saying he was a He's snake? one
1: of the most widely cited United States Supreme Court justices in history, particularly for his... He's the one who came up with clear and present danger... Opinion for a unanimous court in the 1919 case of Schenck versus the United States, and he's one of the most influential American common law judges of all fucking time. I thought it was a Glenn Danzig quote, and that's just what I knew about him from the top of my head. You I'm, were
3: totally just reading that. I wrote down my own thoughts. <laughs> I may have contributed
1: it to Wikipedia in those exact words.
3: <laughs> he, well, he's, he's no third girl. he's, good, he's uh, no third uh, good marshal. It is
1: a weird quote. quote a Supreme Court justice on a snake movie. I don't know where they...
3: Well, I guess he has got
5: a learned hand. Oh, wait, that's a different judge. I'm sorry. That's Judge Tom Wopat. (laughs) (laughs)
2: His hand was learning all
5: sorts of stuff.
1: (laughs) Allegedly.
2: Like a blind man in an orgy, I was going to have to feel my way around. (sighs) Excellent. After the quote, we
1: cut to a laboratory where some Scientists are conducting experiments to, get ready for this, increase the serotonin levels in order to boost aggression levels in animals without causing harmful side effects. Doctor, you'll agree with me here. If you've seen any creature feature in the last 30 years before, Snakes, sharks, rats, bats. You know messing with serotonin levels to increase aggression is a bad fucking idea.
2: Well, you never increase anything to Wait, see if it will the- not lead to further aggression. Any
5: experiment was, there- we experiment where they We want to take an animal and make it even angrier. <laughs> this never but goes first, well. First, let's start with angry animals. Is that it? Is it an angry animal? Bring it in here. We're going to jack it up to 10.
1: I have this hamster. You're right. No, I, no, no. That's what I was going to say. Instead of trying this
2: out on a gerbil, <laughs> let's get a poisonous serpent in here and see how it reacts. Hey,
1: let's curb this. We'll name the serpent Seth.
2: It's a very huh. gentle name. What? Old Billy over here? He's never bitten anybody in hey, his life.
1: Ah! How, how about we name the king cobra Spike?
2: <laughs>
1: nope. Seth. Seth.
2: It's very genteel
1: never mess with serotonin levels to increase aggression in anything they want to control aggressive and hyperactive behavior via brain transmitters or something to that effect and if the next round of animal testing goes well we will start immediately testing on humans I don't think that's how that works.
2: I thought there was a lot of scientific mumbo-jumbo that didn't mean anything. Because I've done that myself. If you just throw out big words sometimes, people aren't going to question you on it. It is, but, you know... I, I it's kind of like Chris I Farley with the, we check the rotary specs on the girder. <laughs> and, you know, If you just start saying, we're going to raise the serotonin levels of the epinephrine on the... I think serotonin actually helps you sleep.
1: It's melatonin.
3: Oh,
2: okay. One of the tonins. Oh no. It's wondering. one of the tonins.
1: They should have given the snakes some melatonin at the end of this movie. Like, oh, he's asleep now. Good job, Doctor.
2: Then all of a sudden, Fieri's there with his knife and fork. It's go time.
1: (laughs) Well, speaking of testing uh, this shit on humans, while the science nerds are doing their thing with the beakers and the microscopes, uh, we join Dr. Joseph McConnell in the laboratory bathroom as he injects himself with some serum, which he keeps on the the trash can next to the toilet. That's sanitary. Uh, He starts heaving. He starts a timer in his hand the minute he injects himself starts breathing really heavy and then in about 20 seconds he's, like, whoo, whoo, whoo. he's breathing like crazy and he sees a little dandy, uh, daddy long legs on the wall and he starts smashing the shit out of it yeah it was
2: quote unquote serum <laughs> Dr. McConnell was played yeah. by an old favorite of the hey, T te-
3: Dr. Bacon. it wants your serotonin too <laughs> it wants your
5: serotonin too now! <laughs> Look at you with the
3: Children of the
1: Corn reference.
5: Then oh. serotonin and music! Then <laughs> serotonin! And raised isotope levels! It was forbidden!
1: <laughs> Alright, this is all, yeah. of course, coming back to who plays Dr. Joseph McConnell, the one and only Courtney Gaines. Courtney uh, Gaines. Of Children of the Corn fame and TNCC favorite Can't Buy Me Love fame. You threw serotonin on my house! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you raised my aggression levels on my house! You threw, ser- you threw serotonin on my house. Five milligrams of serotonin on my house. You <laughs> uh,
5: can't leave out my favorite, Hard Bodies. Come on. Oh, and Hard Bodies. I'm sorry. I'm not in Hard Bodies. Uh, it
1: is Courtney Gaines, and he's one of the reasons I picked this movie, and he's in it for like five minutes.
5: <laughs> Man, when you
2: want Gaines, that's all you can afford. Hey, <laughs> I got enough Gaines. Uh, We're making
5: King Cobra. We got Gaines money over here? <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Do I get to inject myself with real serotonin? You got it, Gaines. Do
5: you think it was like, we've
2: only got him for one scene. Yeah, but he just slipped into the bathroom. I think if you go in there with a camera, he won't notice. That was
3: just him doing his own thing? He had no idea they were shooting anything.
5: (laughs) What you got there, uh, serotonin?
2: Yeah, all right, we're, let's, all, let's, we're all.
3: Run, let's run with that. Let's run with we're that. We're
2: all just shooting up serotonin in here. <laughs> Did you get anything good with Gaines in the bathroom? Dude, what ape shit. crush a spider with his hand, man. It's gold, and we
5: got the opening three minutes of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I'll suck your dick with some serotonin. Uh, <laughs> Cody,
1: yeah. Cody, can you refrain from saying stuff like that, please?
5: I, I can't.
1: Oh, we're on YouTube now, aren't we? Damn it. Uh, I love me some Courtney Gaines. And he's really going over the top here. It's great. Uh, well, so- I just
5: love how he comes back into the lab
1: after Ooh. that. Full hello, of ser- I am full of serotonin. <laughs> What's up, bitches? Puts on his rubber gloves. <laughs> Let's do some experiments. Scientist mode. <laughs> I
5: love how it's like a hand, like it's just your normal hand glove, but somehow it goes to his elbow. <laughs> like hello.
1: I'd be nervous if I was in the lab and he came in.
5: Let's do this. <laughs> do
1: what? Yeah. Uh, no. Look, we got Wopat out of here. You, we don't need you in here causing trouble. Uh, well, at least he's gloved. <laughs> well, he's all in the lab, hopped up on angry serum. He's a scientist. Uh, he slaps on his rubber gloves and joins the party. Well, sort of. As soon as the main scientist, Doctor Burns, gets called out of the room by an urgent email alert, dude, nineteen ninety nine, email, email, email. 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 <laughs> email. Oh, I gotta go. I have an email.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Quickly it to was the like, email it was, like a, it was like a voice alert too. It was like email, email alert, alert, email, email alert. alert.
1: Nowadays, it's like, email alert, email alert. Hold on, guys. Oh, PayPal is pre-selected, man. I'm special. I got a deal
2: here. Let's do this. No, this guy was getting real important emails. You like how, though, in in late 90s, he had to leave the room to go answer that email? I have an email. I've got to go to my server. I'll be up on the fifth
1: floor checking (laughs) my email. Well, McConnell, once uh, Dr. Burns is out of the room, McConnell and this crazy little old Asian lady scientist, Dr. Toshi Ling... Nothing stereotypical oh, about that name. Uh, start mixing together all quickly right. all sorts of compounds Leading and Leading into mixtures. this
3: was like the most awkward close-up eye shots. Like the old Western close-up oh, no, of the eyes. It was totally old Western. It like, was the weirdest.
1: Dr. Burns' daughter's in there doing experience, and she looks over when they start mixing stuff. The Asian lady's like... <laughs> looks so
3: at Gaines. Gaines is looking Gaines at her. at...
1: It's like that, remember in the Family Guy, <laughs> the Return of the Jedi thing where, yes, on the skiff? Yes.
3: <laughs> where they dude, just look at each other for dude, like five minutes. Dude, dude, <laughs> It was kind of like that. I was just like,
5: what the fuck? Well, dude, I love how they, they, they start picking up stuff like, <laughs> you know, well, dude, pouring they, everything They urine. made
1: it clear Dr. Burns was measuring things out so precisely. And there's even a scene where like his daughter, the other, is like, we've made 1% progress over the last nine months. And he's like, <laughs> Good that's time, the guys. pace I like. Like, it's so precise. And the minute he leaves the room, they just start just...
2: Gaines says, fuck that Hans Pills pace. <laughs> <laughs> Turning yeah. things up a notch. Go Medusa on this experiment.
1: <laughs> he just starts but throwing like- all
2: sorts of shit together.
1: Dude, they're mixing all sorts of compounds. And the, and the Asian chick is all on board. Um, they're ruining everything Dr. Burns carefully was working on. Burns' hot-ass little assistant, his daughter Catherine, objects... My father measured all those chemicals so carefully, you're ruining everything. She's a terrible actor.
3: I was about to say, you read it just as she acted it.
1: But Gaines McConnell calls bullshit on that. Careful, careful, careful. Your father's careful research has got us nowhere, daddy's girl. Science is about taking risks. And my sloppy haphazard testing on myself in the bathroom (laughs) just a minute ago produced more results than Dr. Burns will ever see through his traditional methods. Your daddy and this is a
3: legal method. <laughs> this is an
1: exact quote. Your daddy ain't nothing but a paranoid old wimpy geek. That's scientist fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's leaning into Catherine, the old Asian lady's mixing and compounding the shit away uh, with her Erlenmeyer flasks over the centrifuge.
2: Just drop some
1: fucking Ooh. lab talk on your
2: ass. I lab didn't see any talk. Bunsen burners anywhere.
1: They brought the Bunsen burner in as soon as they started to heat it up. She heated up with a Bunsen burner under her Erlenmeyer flask.
0: Correct. Not an Erlenmeyer flask. this is something entirely different.
1: It's not not part of it. If you want to know more about that, go to Tom Wopat's website.
3: This podcast got way too legit for me.
1: I'll tell you what an Erlenmeyer flask is later. Okay. And I'll send you a picture of an Erlenspiel flask is that, tomorrow. Is that
3: the triangle flask? No. Okay. No, it's, it's the round one. Uh, Oh, the round
1: one. Well, Dr. Toshi Ling is all on board with McConnell's craziness, which she shouldn't be.
2: I'm a cylinder guy myself.
5: Well, when you start to see your your concoctions begin to boil and do strange <laughs> things. Oh, no. No. It doesn't even have that. She's all on board with it. And, and the daughter's like, what are you guys
1: doing? You're crazy. He changed the key code. Uh... Dr. McConnell, to where she can't even escape the room. He's like, "We're doing this." This traitor's plan goes horribly wrong because once the Asian doctor pours a little too much of some chemical into the beaker, it immediately bubbles over, and the reaction is so violent it blows the shit out of this whole laboratory. What I love, Dr. Mar- we're Burns not, we're not is trying
5: wa- to increase serotonin levels. We even made a new plastic explosive.
1: <laughs> Dr. Burns has returned from his important email. He's about to open the door. He gets blown like 20 it's feet It's actually back. a
3: really good explosion scene. I watched
1: that three times. It doesn't look like a dummy. It looks like yeah. a stuntman was pulled back. It's a good It's effect. a good
3: shot. It's a really good shot. I
2: agree. Lab accidents like that are not uncommon. Doctor, <laughs>
3: do
1: you sh- care to share?
3: No. <laughs> Fair enough. Under advice of my attorney, I, he cannot.
2: When I hear the words, not guilty, I'll tell you all about it.
1: (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Well, Dr. Burns fights his way through the massive flames to find both Toshi and McConnell dead. And before he can get to Catherine, his daughter, a giant king cobra named Seth, uh, who's busted out of his cage, finds her first and he bites her right in the face. Burns scoops her up and gets the hell out of there before the whole place goes up in smoke. Talk
5: about a miscalculation and... You but I also want to say one thing about this. they were just kind of dumping in stuff. In this highly scientific lab where they're making concoctions. No and then, uh, fire extinguisher. No, there's, no, there's no sprinkler there's system. There's no <laughs> sprinkler system. <laughs> I'm like,
1: it was the 90s. It was yeah, the
5: 90s. This is, It's not up to code. I mean, this is a science lab. They're supposed to have at least a freaking eyewash station or something. They've got to like, turn it on and douse half these flames.
1: Dude, that thing's up in flames. You think Dr. Burns is going to go over there to the eyewash station?
5: And a mad snake running around? Well, they didn't know the snake was out. There was all kinds of other animals. When you
2: hired Courtney Gaines to work in your lab, it's clear you've been cutting some corners.
5: <laughs> I mean, they could have had it could have been other animals. They could have had like those monkeys lab coats in there.
1: they look like they all should have been on Krypton.
2: Yeah, it was all it like I mean, crazy, this is like, like buck Rogers
5: suits. <laughs> this is the this is the ideal place to have the 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 the, the crazy mad monkeys, Furious George style. <laughs> Furious George. <laughs> This monkey will need most of your skin. (laughs) Well, we jump ahead
1: to two years later, we're told, where after we see a couple little kids possibly being attacked by a snake in the woods, it's left very unclear, we cut to a small-town doctor's office, the town of Fillmore, where Dr. Brad Kagan is reassuring his patient, Mayor Ed Biddle, that what he thought was a heart attack was probably just indigestion brought on by Betty's Tasty Sausages.
3: Thank you very much, Doctor. I ain't gonna quit eating Betty sausages anytime soon. <laughs> I think that was a metaphor.
1: Doctor Brad That's is played not. by none other than one of the writer directors of the film, uh, Scott Hillenbrand. It shows. And Mayor Ed agreed. And Mayor Ed is played by the instantly recognizable screen pres- presence as Hoyt Axton.
3: Ah, uh, Hoyt, man. Gremlins. You looked really, Rand really Peltzer. bad.
1: Uh, and I didn't know this a very prolific country music songwriter yeah, I actually yes. did
3: know that he
2: wrote some songs for Three Dog Night he wrote yep. Joy
1: to the World for Three yeah, Dog Night yep.
2: who the hell knew that yep. his he, mom wrote a, a, one of Elvis's biggest she, she, yep. I think his mom wrote Heartbreak
5: Hotel uh, well I mean he also had a song here in
3: the movie himself that he yeah, sang so. yeah that weird song at the end
5: but
1: I honestly thought he had been in more movies when I looked him up
3: He's done a lot of voice work, but like, when I uh, looked him up, I thought that, I thought I was going to
1: see a hundred movies on IMDb, and that wasn't the case. I, man, I thought I thought I'd seen this guy a lot more, but he's got such a voice.
3: It's the voice, uh, and the voice is similar to like uh, who was the Tennessee senator? Uh, Die Hard? Oh, uh, Fred uh, Dalton, Dalton Thompson. So he's yeah. got that Fred Thompson esque voice, a little bit, uh, a little more
1: sexy when he's eating Betty sausages. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well. uh, he's also got that uh, Baloo. The, from the old disney movie the robin hood it 's got that blue sound to him. Nice. Uh so i mean it's a, it's a it 's a style of voice that 's instantly recognizable uh, sure. and so i I, I kind of like was you i I thought he was in more stuff, so one of the few times I actually looked him up on i m d b but mainly i was lo- i looked him up because he looked horrible i mean he sounded horrible. He, he was just, in the
1: doctor's office suffering from indigestion. From well, I mean, too many sausages. I mean, the entire movie through.
3: So, oh, well, he was.
2: When did he die? He uh, died like ninety uh, nine. That was his last in, movie in that, uh, in that hospital. Yeah. Room. I actually, I thought something was weird about his voice. And then I looked up. Uh, I it, like said, a it said that he, uh, on stroke. IMDb he had never recovered fully from a stroke he stroke. had in nineteen ninety five. Yeah,
3: I, I thought the one side of his mouth was a little bit a little bit slower.
2: He was only sixty one when he
3: passed away. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Wait,
5: yeah, apparently he's on, 61? He's on sixty-one. He's only sixty-one. Apparently,
2: some hard living. Uh, uh, he oh, did some hard. Living. Not just drinking, but apparently, uh, some cocaine. Oh, good. Okay, we're well, good. <laughs> okay. <Yeah.
5: laughs>
3: all right. Woo. Woo. I love to hear when it's... we're all
2: just totally safe.
3: You love to hear his cocaine in
1: hair. <laughs> I love that he died at sixty-one. He's pretty a big drinker,
2: uh, <laughs> and he also did a ton of cocaine. Okay, God.
4: Just I think the, the
2: moral of the story is if we all stay away from Betty sausages, we'll be all right. <laughs> well, apparently, true. Betty's sausages go
1: up the nose.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I was, uh, I was, I was a little. Dis- I was, I was so happy to see him because I really like him, his presence. But at, at the same time, I was like, man, something is not right. He was here.
1: tired. I mean, he was. He was just doing the best he could, but he was tired. Yeah. Well, uh, just as Mayor Ed is trying to talk Dr. Brad to staying in town at least through the weekend, to attend the town's big yearly festival. Uh, you see, the doc is moving to a big the big city, and That's his and his girlfriend, Mayor Ed's police daughter, Joe, isn't coming with him, which the mayor's not happy about, and it's caused all sorts of gossip in town. Real quick, the doctor, our doctor, can attest to this. You and I have watched more creature features than anybody. Every good creature feature has a festival that the mayor won't call off. Yes. Job style. Everything. And it... The fact well, and, that this and, is in the first 10 minutes, it's like, all right, they know what they're doing. They're, gi- <laughs> they're giving us exactly and that, and what we want. That's
5: exactly what I loved about this. As soon I did, too. Like, it, it
1: was comforting. It was like, oh, the festival. All right.
5: But I... But. <laughs> and, then, and they literally... We've got to shut it down. Not, no. Not to jump
1: ahead, but I was very surprised by the uniqueness of this festival for $19.99. Yeah. We'll get, yeah. Into, we'll get into that shortly. Um... Well, Doc Brad's telling them I can't, I can't hang around here, man. The big city awaits. Uh, but just then, a mother bursts in the room. Remember that little boy we saw in the woods that we didn't yeah. know what happened to? He's freaking out, little bastard that was teasing his sister. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't say if he was bit by a snake or if he's in shock.
5: We don't know. Uh, but he's basically just catatonic, like Doctor Brad. Like just sitting like, Yeah, yeah Doctor Brad. He saw Courtney Gaines in the woods. <laughs> he saw <laughs> Courtney Gaines shooting up serotonin in the woods. He hasn't spoken
2: for hours. <laughs> Uh, but he, but
1: Dr. Brad's gonna be staying here for a little while. Well, we'll have to find out the kid's diagnosis as we are now in the woods hunting with a bunch of fatso's. Uh, they kill a poor little rabbit. I like these guys, man. Dude, they're so bland and so.
3: To me, but I needed that. All right. Well, they kill a poor I just little like, rabbit. It's like hunting with a bunch of fatso's. <laughs> but then
1: we leave them as they kill this rabbit, and then we cut to a remote cabin where an old fart, old man Simpson. Chopping wood, to be precise, is chopping wood, and we think he might be attacked by King Cobra, but again, we're left hanging. We don't see it. So far, this movie loves leaving every scene ten seconds early. Yes. The kids, this, the hunters, every time you think someone's dead, like, "Uh, let's go back
2: 20 frames. (laughs) You think the Hillenbrand brothers were like, you know what? Suspense. It worked in Jaws when they didn't show the shark a whole lot. <laughs> we're yeah, going to not show the, this code. But they showed the shark I attack.
3: Absolutely, I absolutely you, think that you that's to right. But they you showed, your, showed the
2: shark attack. They
1: showed the person no, going underwater. Yeah, it wasn't just showed, a jump scare. It was actually... when they're comparing right? the names Hill and Brandon Spielberg together, this is where it'll start. <laughs> <laughs> but they showed the, the girl get pulled under the water. These guys don't show you that. They I just, thought, no, they just not. show...
3: Not. Yeah, exactly. But half the time, the people go...
1: They'll show them the next scene like nothing happened.
2: We show anything more than that? No. No. <laughs> that's our girl getting pulled under the water. <laughs> Touche, Hillenbrand Brothers.
3: That's totally. Uh, that's totally like it works for Jaws. We can do this. We yeah. can do this.
1: We got Pat Morita. Damn it. Uh, anybody need a beer before? Uh, you know I'm getting there. No, I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. Right. Well, before I get in, let me uh, let's let's uh, cigar. Uh, tut your half. Uh-huh. Um, boys,
5: your. Half. Had to
2: relight Half. it once or twice, but that is only because uh, I am following your advice and taking my time, so mm-hmm. I put it down, we've been talking a little bit, it's no no slam on the cigar, really enjoying it. Uh, haven't noticed a whole lot of nuance, but I don't mean that in any bad way. There, the pepper has died off a little bit, it was real fierce at the beginning, I mean fierce in a good way, everything about it I like, I, I have trouble picking up maybe the taste of cedar, I've got uh, what you guys mentioned a little more of the... Uh, I hate to say sweetness, but, but a little more of that cinnamon brown sugar. Mm-hmm. The pepper's still, yeah, still there, but there. not as prevalent as it was um, when I first yeah.
1: started. I, I actually, as I said, I did not get any pepper on the in the first third. Um, now that I'm getting about the midway point, I, I am getting a little bit of pepper. No. But it's mixed with that, 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 that brown sugar, that cinnamon, that's a really nice retrohale. And then I'm getting the cedar, woodsiness, cream yes. on, on the palate, on the draw. And I like that point counterpoint of creamy um, sweetness, sweetness and spice on the retro. While I'm getting the woodsy and the cream on the, man, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: Nobody's getting anything different. We're getting it at different times. And actually,
3: actually, I've been watching like whenever when everybody's getting it uh, on their cigars, and it's. All, everybody's kind of synced up. We're just getting there at different times. Yeah, but isn't yeah, that kind of the, isn't
2: that kind of a compliment that it, it, if it's subjective like wine, it's got the same stuff in it, but we don't wouldn't all get it right at the beginning. Correct.
1: If we all drank four glasses of wine and we wrote down what things we experienced, our notes would be the same at the end of the day. Maybe we experienced a little bit of this earlier, or a little bit of this later, but we all experienced the same thing. To your point, I think I think that is. I, I, I think that's really. Cool. I think that's a good consistency. Yeah. As far as a profile. I I love just I did not get any kind of spice or pepper on the early stuff. And I was kinda like, Man, where are you guys coming from? But then all of a sudden it kinda presented itself a little bit. But for me, I mean this thing is all about the cream and the woods and
5: that that retrohale that that I'm 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 picking up a a, on the retrohale like besides the the woodsy and the cedar is just I'm I'm starting to get like a really strong like leather Maybe. But that's, I mean, that's just me. I'm
1: on the on the on the nose. Yes.
5: You're okay. whack. And you're
2: spot on about the aroma, Kate. Okay? this is what this is when you smoke cigars and you fall in love with the aroma of cigars. This is what you want.
1: And that goes a long way for me. There's there's a lot that's of a nice statement. there's a well there's a lot of less inexpensive cigars that I smoke regularly that I smoke mainly because when I light that fucker up and I smell it it reminds me of being a kid smelling my uncle's cigar and why I fell in love with cigars. It
2: reminds me of when my uncle locked me in a closet with a box of cigars, told me
1: I couldn't come out. When my them. uncle injected me with serotonin and took me to Flavortown, it brings back so many memories. I paid therapists tens of thousands of dollars to wipe away those memories. And they all come back when I light up a Chillin' Moose from Boundary. Uh, I, I love the aroma off of Chillin' Moose. I don't know what it is. It's that Rosada wrapper that gives me just it brings back my childhood it's smelling my uncle's cigars i love it and it's one of the reasons why as a cheap smoke i keep them around because I, I just go it's my go-to uh but no the aroma uh the minute you guys lit up even more so than when i lit up my own yeah just you guys' smoke floating across the table uh this thing Is gets the
3: way it normally works because i normally i have better smell off of other people's cigars than i do correct I light up. i'm the
1: same way i i'll get maybe a quick yeah like oh that's nice but then i can't
3: I guess because your flavors are so. I can't get it again. And all my other your taste olfactory
1: so senses, doctor, is that correct? Olfactory, correct. They're, they're working overtime. My nose just shuts off when yeah. it comes to smelling. Uh, okay. I don't know what else my nose would be doing. <laughs> well, remember that one episode where I drink all my beers through my nose? <laughs> I, do you guys want me to do that again? No. Was that a hit? <laughs> no. Did our Google Analytics say that people like me drinking beer through the nose? No, I'll do it. No,
3: actually, it went down.
2: Rana Nose versus Grizzly Shark. Starring the TMCC doctor and Patrick Muldoon. <laughs> Quadruple re- nose.
3: They reversed engaged us on those.
1: Oh, okay. He drinks ten quadruples through the nose a day. Uh, I'm, I'm the same way. I just smell the room and the, the aroma of this thing. Yes. Just aroma, construction and the band design alone. This thing is getting really good scores from me. Yeah. Um, and then the, the flavor's holding up its end of the bargain. Uh, Man, it's funny. For something... For a brand so known for dark, powerful cigars, Deliverance, Last Rites, NBK is not so much. NBK is a little more nuanced and a little less hitch in the face than those other ones. Yeah. Uh, Man, uh, the Santa Muerte was a little more... I don't know if you guys ever had uh, Mm -hmm. the Santa Muerte. Yeah. Um, It was a little more... I think it was a transition smoke to get to this. To get to this, um, I yeah, I, I can see that. I'm enjoying this uh, a good deal more than the Santa Marta.
3: No, I, I actually I agree on that. I will okay. say I like this Vitola smidge better than the uh, the Lancero. Have you had? The I've had the Lancero. They have it at Smokers Abbey in Austin. Well, Excuse me, Smokers Abbey and Cedar Park, you Texas. You didn't share with us that you had had this cigar before. Well, I didn't want you to be like, "Oh, really, Todd? We're doing it on the show, and you smoked it."
1: They opened up a cigar shop down the street from. He's smoking everything now, uh, Mr.
3: Fancy Pants. Well, actually, they carry the entire line of Blackworks and Black Label. So it's, they're good. It's uh, they're, good. They're,
1: they're, they're good. Smokers Abbey good on representing the the, the, the true boutiques, yeah. Southern Draw. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, well, I texted you from Havana House, who's got a huge humidor, and they've got just you know a ton of brands in there. But I was like, man, they pulled Blackworks or Black Studio out of there, and now uh,
1: I told you they never been in there.
3: Yeah, they were like they've never been in Havana House and well, Havana. House? But it was uh, it's amazing because like at, at uh uh, Austin, it's Smokers Abbey in Austin, they have everyone there. Yeah, I mean they have like even like some of the show cigars. Like they did they did an event there. And they have some of those event cigars still left in there. Um, I, I, I like them as well.
1: Yeah. Habana House, get on board. Get, on, uh, get some black label stuff in there. Matt Cade says it is so. And I'm one of the top
2: 11 <laughs> cigar experts in the world, according to a website. I'm the top pair of model hands in the cigar world.
3: And that's not just according to our website. These no, are no, other no, people's no, no. websites. This is
1: another website, not our website. <laughs> TNCC says Matt Cade is the... Mo-
3: <laughs> no. Hey man, thank it till you make it.
1: Uh, as far as the beer goes, we haven't talked about it a lot. Eh. It's hard to say <laughs> it because it's such a different kind of beer.
3: To me it's easy to say yeah I, I just I, I actually think
2: that maybe it's because of the pace that I'm smoking the cigar at following the instructions to take time with it. this this kind of works. I think there's a definite contrast, but the pairing kind of works because so I'm really taking my time with the cigar. I think
1: this beer, I'm going to say something positive about the beer. I think this beer could work with a lot of varieties of cigar. I think you could smoke a, uh, speaking of Southern draw, I think you could smoke James a Jacob's Ladder. I was
3: just, yeah, I was just thinking that. With
1: this beer, a, a dark, oily, double lajero, and this beer would complement it great. Mm-hmm. I think you could also smoke it with the, some.
3: Uh, I, I would say the um, Saka Naka Tamale, I think would work oh, with this beer. Oh, the Naka Tamale would
1: be great. Um, hell this thing could even stand its own against a Neanderthal from from Roma Crap this this is kind of a weird beer and that I could see it kind of going with anything because once you sip it it's done it doesn't linger on your palate but it's I'm not. I can't really discern what I'm getting out of it. That's
3: exactly early, right. Early
1: on, there was there was, and I'm still getting some some kind of dark fruits. I don't know if it's blackberry, raspberry. But if, berry, it, if raspberry. it's not taken away
2: from anything, I, think I, think I was that's actually thing, yeah. thinking the opposite. I was thinking like something that that's lighter and tone, like a, a Hoya Red Label or something like that. I was thinking it would because that that's kind of a good. You mentioned that was good with red wine, which was a great call. I was kind of thinking the same way. It's not taking any away from anything. I
1: think it would go. This beer would kind of go with anything. If you want to drink a stronger well, ABV beer without killing your taste, let's see how it goes with
2: a well, shot yeah, of that's, serotonin. That's I'm what I'm really liking
5: about yeah. this because it's 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 a ten point five ABV. It's not killing it, but it you're not tasting that on the tongue. I mean, like no, you said, it's not. It's not dark medicinal getting, at all. You're getting like you said. You're getting it's a it's a dark, but you're getting a sweetness. Yeah from you know that that fruit sweetness i like and, that's you know like i said i'd mentioned previously this is this is belgian style uh, originally you know this is originating from the the trappist
3: yeah I, that's what styles. i would say cuz when i heard quadruple i was thinking triple which for some reason i was thinking floral and i don't really get any of that there is the berry sweetness a dark berry i think that was a very good observation there but i'm not getting like floral off of i'm it. not getting any floral i'm not getting off the triple no, characteristics no, no, no. This, i which, am getting the trappist that's a yeah that's this is closer to a trappist beer than anything well, i mean with, that, with the triples was done to do a triple done to do is a triple yes. yeah. so floral right with right so many and, different and, flavors and well, that's what they said Correct.
5: was indicative of this style was that you're going to get more fruit flavors and it now it didn't really specify, you know, what kind, yeah. I, but I'm, I'm sitting here going, you know, this is definitely not like you know, you're, you're tasting like citrus or anything. See, that's this, yeah. this is like raspberry, blueberry, very dark, yeah. It, and it's but it's not like you know, oh, I'm drinking blueberry beer, I'm no, it just it's, it's, it's just a fruit. but I think
1: I think that's the malt, it, it does have a malt presence, yes. which counteracts that fruitiness, yeah. Um, no hops. No bitterness, but you just got this kind of lager kind of maltiness, but it's so balanced with the fruit. It is easy drinking to the extreme. I I think
3: you both made an excellent point there in the fact that, you know, when you hear fruity, because of the American influence and the IPA influence, your mind always goes to citrus flavors. And no, this is the other part of that spectrum. I, I can appreciate
2: that. From Yak's introduction, I wrote down Belgian sugar candy just because I like the phrase, but I, I don't. I don't get that anywhere. <laughs> I might well, use that in some upcoming it's... acting performances. I have <laughs> in, but... On the center stage,
3: Belgian sugar candy.
1: I like it as a as a pairing beer. I like it.
3: Well, I will say that it avoided the trap with a lot of high ABVs or at least double digit ABVs. Um, to me, if they're not done right, if they're not masked well or, or blended well, it gets very medicinal tasting, and this doesn't taste medicinal at all. No, no, so no. So I like that. Um, and
1: the fact that they're doing this quadruple and coming at it with that dark fruit thing, it can, when you put that much emphasis on one note... This is malty, but it's going to have this dark fruit. Yeah. How many beers have we done where they're like, but you're going to get this, and that's all the hibiscus beer. Yeah. You're going to, we're going to just tame it with some hibiscus. No, that's no, all that's we all tasted. <laughs> or the, what was the other? The, the, uh, there was a, a, a plant up from where he's from that. Oh, the
3: blood orange or whatever?
1: That's all we tasted. Yeah. Yes. And like, this, hibiscus?
0: That sounds terrible. Oh, it was not <laughs> a good beer.
1: Uh, no, I, yeah, I'll, I'll drink this. Again. If I'm in a bar and I, to see Medusa, I'll get one. Yeah. If I'm smoking a stogie, no matter what. I love that it could go with any kind of stogie. I really think it could. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll come back to it. And we'll come back to the cigar here before uh, everybody's done. Well, we cut to back Oh, we to need to moving. come back
3: to the cigar. I'm done. Damn it. No, no you've no, got a no. ways.
1: We cut to Dr. Brad and Fillmore's finest officer, Joe Biddle, as he packs up his place for the move to the big city. She gets him a sweet electronic organizer as a going-away gift. Oh, I can put my entire Rolodex here, and it's got an email, and I can password protect it.
5: Oh, yeah. 256K, uh, K, baby.
1: It's the exact one I wanted. The 90s.
3: Two fifty-six
1: K. He's a doctor. He couldn't afford electronic organizer. I can type in names, and it'll save them when I hit the save button.
3: All meanwhile, I need is six AAA batteries. Meanwhile, the, every, the rest of society is looking at that like, oh, that'll never last.
1: Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> well, she can't help herself as he's infatuated this organizer, but lock lips with Brad one last time. A lot of tongue, too. You guys
3: All about that? it. Both he's, of them. He's the director. And then we, we need to keep making K. out. K., keep doing it. Still <laughs> in my lap. Hey,
1: still more indeed.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah? still more of her.
2: And then comes one of the worst bits of acting in the movie. May I? Oh.
5: But
1: he stops. Doctor?
2: To himself. To himself. Well, she's sitting she's right she's there. She's on his
1: lap, but he says it to himself. What am I
2: doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? It's so easy to fall right back in.
1: I'm... Hey.
3: Personally... I think that was better than what was
2: portrayed in the movie. I know you were doing a characterization of him, but that was so much better than what You I felt know. bad earlier. I'm sitting here watching this going, if this jerk-off can be in sci-fi movies, why am I not acting for a living? Uh, he well, I could be so doing directed. these sci-fi movies. Well, he's break- the director. Throw me a Hallmark with Lacey Chabert every now and again? Come on. Oh, dude, doctor. Uh, Lacey
1: Chabert? I'm just saying I could play one of her douchebag boyfriends. Uh, let's start with Mindy Cohn and go from there. All
3: right, I'm the guy she dumps totally, at the beginning. I would totally love to. I would totally watch right, a you know sci-fi Mindy movie with you in it.
1: That was the fat girl from Facts of Life, right? That was yeah. harsh, man. Daphne Zungia. We'll give you a Daphne Zungia. Uh, Zuniga? Zuniga. Whatever. I've heard of What's both wrong boys.
3: with Daphne Zungia? Nothing. Nothing. I Nothing. said Mindy
1: Cohn. That's the fat chick Natalie from Facts wrong. of Life. That was what was What's
3: wrong. What's wrong with Natalie from the Facts of Life? Nothing. Nothing. She's a fine actress. Big bones.
1: She sits on your face, that mustache
2: is history. Christmas Cookies for Two, starring the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Doctor and Daphne Zinni. She sits
3: on this stash, and all of a sudden the stash is doing push ups.
5: Oh. It rubbed off because of friction. <laughs>
3: stash That's the awesome.
5: equivalent of Tut Stash's leg day.
2: <laughs> Feel the burn. Would Mrs. Garrett be in that movie?
3: <laughs> girls, girls,
4: girls! <laughs>
2: Oh. <laughs> uh. Well he breaks away
1: from the lip lock. It's just not fair to either one of them. There's things he wants to accomplish he can't just do in the small town. He wants to be a specialist at a big hospital, and he's sick and tired of everybody knowing my damn business in this little town.
3: I just Why I, can't
1: you just come with me, he says to her.
3: I love the fact that they don't really go into anything other than I want that's my dream no, to so be. Generic. A- Big city it's doctor. So I want to go to the big city and a a, big hospital. I want to ride
1: in taxicabs. I mean, it's just—it's <laughs> so generic. Uh,
3: and I coupled, want to eat at Planet
1: Hollywoods every night. And
3: think coupled with just—it <laughs> is the '90s. The horrible That's acting. True. It's just. Oh, uh, it's, it's this terrible.
2: place doesn't even have
1: a <laughs> <laughs> Well, she says, "You know what? I'm happy here in Fillmore. I wish you would have filled me more." She doesn't say that. Uh, his needs and wants are different than hers. But suddenly a radio call comes in that there's trouble at Old Man Simpson's place and Doc Brad is the only one who can handle it as the only other nearby doctor, his father, uh, Brad Sr., is out of town on a fishing trip, so he's got to stop the packing and go take care of some stuff. So Doc Brad rides along with Officer Biddle out to Old Man Simpson's place where two other deputies are waiting for them. The old codger's dead in his cabin, real dead, with a giant snake fang lodged in his boot, jaw-style, the tooth is left behind.
2: I was waiting for, like, a Chief Wiggum assessment. (laughs) All signs point to a mummy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This was not Betty Sausages. They could not pin this on Betty Sausages. No. The older white deputy sends the younger black deputy out to find the old man's dog, Corky. Didn't he have a dog, Corky? Go out in those woods and look for him. Typical, send the African American guy out into the woods.
3: I wish they would have cut away to him
1: on just, a suicide mission. I,
3: would, I wish they would have cut away to him, like not going into the woods, but just right on the edge. I could find Corky, uh, exactly.
1: Corky, Corky, Corky. <laughs> could find him, boss. But you know what? Pretty soon he returns to the cabin, all out of breath. Usually they die at this point in the movie. Hillenbrand brothers. Well, they give us a do, twist.
5: They, they give us a little. They the black did give us a little, uh, Jump scare, you know. Oh no, he
1: does do the, the Hillenbrand trademark. <gasps> but that's never addressed because <laughs> he comes back to the cabin holding a shedded snakeskin about thirty feet long. Look what I found. Uh
3: oh. Judging Seth from his, is, ex- Seth is growing. Judging and from the also, expression and the, the angle of his face, it was in a tree.
5: And I also asked the question because here in, in yonder country town,
3: and <laughs> hey, you're
1: talking like me at the oil change place
5: here in yonder Dad country grummy, town. You shut your mouth, young'un. Over yonder, it would uh,
2: have been better if Hoyt Axton walked I, I in and grabbed really that thing. I finally found my condom.
5: But I'm sitting here going, well, you know Betty what? Gonna, like, what? Betty ain't gonna know what hit her tonight. I'm sitting here going, you know what? If you if you live love this around sausage. the woods and you just happen to find a thirty foot snake skin, guess what I'm doing? Running the fuck away. Packing my bags and be like, Hey, I got two weeks PTO, I'm out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See you after the beer festival.
3: <laughs> well You know, I don't have PTO and screw you guys.
1: I'm a black cop in a horror movie with a 30 foot <laughs> snakeskin.
2: That reminds me of a, the very first scary movie <laughs> when they're showing like all the news camera, all the different news teams, and they're all like interviewing different people, and they're like teenagers dead. And, blah, and it cuts to the it says the, the, black, the van with the black news guys, and he's all. Report live for black news White folks dead We're getting the fuck
3: out of here they all jump in the van He's like let's go motherfucker
1: There is a precedent To get the hell out of town uh, But he does not Well
3: maybe he's just not aware Of the horror algorithm right now maybe This was the
1: 90s Maybe he's a dedicated police officer Tut. I think with that mustache You would know something about that
5: Do you not feel the law Coursing through your veins Shame, shame, law.
1: shame on his face Dude, he's gonna start waking up saying that. Tut, would you like some pancakes? I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> that mustache doesn't make you Judge Dread, by the way. It Puffles. makes you a, a extra from chips.
3: I would say the extra from Super Troopers. I'm cool with that. I'm gonna go with chips. What's the mustache, right?
1: I'm gonna go with chips because it has Italian doors. Speaking man? of chips, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, Doug Brad goes back to his office where he, as he slips his clearly Canadian blackberry soda, <laughs> '90s. <laughs> deducts that it's the biggest snake ever known to man. Just like that. Okay. His power gets cut off. Remember he was moving so he told the power company to cut it off. Uh, so he goes over to the suddenly hot as hell in her panties and bra uh, Officer Biggins' house to continue his research. Officer Biggins. She's got some Biggins. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that until this now. <laughs> She is Officer Biggins. And she doesn't really have Biggins. She's got a nice little body. Yes. If you're into that kind of thing. Yes. Doctor, are you into that kind of thing? Absolutely. Okay. In medically. Yes. <laughs> Deadwood's Yummy Bitches are wrapped in a Maduro wrapper and are blended with aromatic and exotic tobaccos that bring out the natural sweetness of the cigars themselves. Deadwood's Yummy Bitches include the Sweet Jane, the Fat Bottom Betty, and Crazy Alice. Sweet Jane is presented in a 5x46 Vitola and packaged in a 24-count box. Uh, Fat Bottom Betty, uh, a little bit larger, is presented in a 5x54 yeah. Vitola packaged in a 10-count box. And also in a 10-count box is the Crazy Alice, which comes in a unique 45 by 40, uh, 46 Vitola. Uh, you can find these at your local tobacconist, online retailers at Deadwood Tobacco, um,
3: you can also find them at com. Click
1: on the Sweet Jane link on our homepage, and it'll take you right to Flavortown. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Uh, seek them out. They're good smokes.
3: Well, as
1: a result of his research that this is the most notoriously large snake known to man, his pharmacy requests that he phones in for large amounts of anti-venom Sends an alert, email alert, email alert, email <laughs> alert to Dr. Burns, who's now in a secluded lab wearing an eye patch.
3: I, oh, I will say that, you know, when uh, at first, uh, when you said that this is the largest snake known to man, I was like, come on, man, there's the whole Amazon there. But this was before the age of the internet and internet memes. I'm going to get to that
1: in a minute. Uh, I want the doctor's perspective on that actually. Um, It sends an alert to Dr. Burns from the accident where his daughter and the others were killed. He was wearing an eye patch from the flames. Which, if you notice, he did have a wound in that opening scene when he got the explosion. The eye patch is on the opposite eye. Yes.
2: (laughs) Did you you pick that up? I did. I did not. I did. Uh, That was a little Hillebrand Cinema Verite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They just wanted to make sure we were on our toes. they Uh, To go to (laughs) Tud's Point, Doctor, what was medical research like back in the days when you didn't have the internet? It was all textbooks and phone calls and, you know, maybe a little dial-up internet, but...
2: Uh, that kind of predates me, actually. I I do remember
5: (laughs) taking some books off the shelf. Uh... (laughs) Well, I mean, I like the whole scene where, like, he's like pouring through textbooks, like Gandalf looking through old scrolls, like, "I will find the knowledge before me about these. And after
1: five minutes, this is the biggest
2: snake known to
1: man. I have an Encyclopedia Britannica.
3: Well, remember on spies? Snakes. Remember
2: spies like us when they're pretending to be doctors and to <laughs> the eye patch. The first step is to shave the patient. Start putting some shaving cream on. <laughs> Well, the next morning we cut to right outside the. <laughs> Not saying uh, I did that. <laughs> this is where
1: things take a surprising twist that I, that I appreciated. The next morning we cut to right outside the Fillmore Lager Microbrewery, 1999. Yeah. Where a foreign guy, Jurgen. For
4: Jurgen. German,
1: is telling Erica Strada oh. about this year's hot variety, which has a unique aroma, flavor, and character. Estrada, or I should who call him, who has
3: unique aroma, flavor, and character. Oh, yes, he
1: does. That's uh, just, his <laughs>
3: it's just his hairstyle. I
1: should call him by his name here, Bernie Alvarez. Bernie is, is walking. <laughs> you know what, Eric? We want to give you a real character here,
5: Bernie Alvarez. Boom! I like it. And you know, take what he, it. You know, roll what he, with it, do what you want. You know what he did? Mold it, that, it into you. You know what he said
2: at that point, Tut? What? He went. CTC. CTC, I'm your Bernie.
3: <laughs> yeah, because this cuts the check. Because he really, I, if I remember correctly, this he really wasn't acting a lot at this time. He's no, done. A, he's done a lot of low budget stuff. He's he was on the Surreal Life stuff. three years later. <laughs> I mean, he was
1: not doing a lot of work, but uh, he's walking. Let's put this in perspective. What he does here. This is punch from chips. Yes. He's walking fast along Main Street with a little dog in his hand. And he tells Jurgen, I don't give a shit about hops. Bunnies hop. This is only about coolness, about image and prestige. If you're not drinking Fillmore lager, you're out. You're passe. And this is all done in a very flamboyant gay accent.
3: Yeah. yeah, Am I allowed to say that? Sure. Yes, you are.
1: Jurgen is the brewmaster, only concerned with malts. Who's
3: very stereotypical German.
1: But the flamboyantly gay Bernie Alvarez says it's all about marketing. You need the consistent message like Fillmore Up, the big time small town taste, which we kick off at this year's Brewfest, Brewfest
3: Festival. That seems redundant. Yeah.
1: Uh, we got the bands, the babes, and the boys.
3: And right about that time, there's, a, like, a trucker that walks by him. <laughs> All and- you
1: need to keep worrying about is the beer flowing, amigo. Boy, speaking of boys, boy, oh, boy. Uh, when I saw on the credits special appearance by Eric Estrada, I did not see this coming. Him as a but, gay
5: microbrewery owner? But you know what? I do actually like the fact in the credits, special appearance by. Yeah. It's not Cause just is, like. Because this is the only scene we
1: see him in. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was on set for 10 minutes.
2: Really? Didn't it remind you of some of the things we learned from back in the day about horror movies? Gaines is in one scene. Estrada's in one scene. It's like, okay, you've got him for 48 hours for five grand.
1: It worked because when I'm looking at this movie to do, I'm like, oh shit, Courtney Gaines? Eric Estrada? Yeah. These fuckers are in it for two minutes. But it works. Yeah. And as you
2: said, what is it? Cut the check? CTC. Cut the... And you know, Estrada's like, oh, so this guy's a little bit of a but you know what? light in the loafers. I don't care. I'm crushing every female hey, PA know what? on I'm this film. Go,
1: I'm going to give Estrada some credit here. Oh, no, no. He, he went, went
0: for, he, it. He went for, he went for it. it. He went for it. He went for it. Absolutely.
1: Big he time. walked
5: out, and I mean, this is, I mean, each of those, they're, they're, the characters they have, they are literally on screen for two minutes. Yeah, but they
1: both, and ga- I like Gaines it. and Estrada give. It. They're all in those two minutes. They don't would, walk through anything. I would they, actually. They
3: I would actually. Matter of fact, I might reach out to him, see what he says. He'll probably say no or not respond to me, but I want to find out what Eric Eric Estrada was thinking when approached for this role, or when he decided to. I mean, I understand CTC. That's the overriding. You know. That's eighty percent of the decision, trying, right there. I'm trying to
2: get that to be your motivation. But, Cut the check. Trying to help
3: you for those twenty percent. For those twenty percent, you know, he's like, all right, like you said, all right. Here's your character. He's flamboyant. You know, this do you is think the way he's it on is. A plane? And he was punch. He was like do you think wo- he's, he was he's, like womanizing punch. He yeah. was like on top of the T V in the seventies. late seventies, early
2: eighties? That dude was a sex machine.
3: Exactly. So I'm kinda I'm I'm wondering what his approach was coming in. Was it your
1: this. call to have a little dog? Was he flying in like I'm gonna need a little dog?
3: I think that there's probably a part of Eric that was like, you know what, I am mean, gonna make this my own. Give me little Pepe, come here could well, exactly. be a very interesting
2: story. It could well, be like... Latino? It could be an interesting story. Like, was the dog it could be your... Felipe. Was the dog your idea? Uh, no. Gaines showed up with a dog, but no one could find him after 48 hours, <laughs> so I kind of adopted the poor little fella.
3: Uh,
5: Gaines is in the bathroom taking up some serotonin, for God's sake. He injected
3: the dog with serotonin. He was crushing spiders everywhere. Honestly, honestly, guys, I, I can't remember a lot of that that went on the set. It was just me and Gaines, and we were crushing some serotonin <laughs> in the trailer, man.
1: Well... It worked. It was a, it was a, it was a fun little scene with Eric
3: Estrada, and it be, was over being gay, and it was over.
1: <laughs> Apparently, and I was
3: really sad
5: because I was like, I was thinking that character was going to be in there. Some more I just it. never expected, more Estrada,
1: please. I never expected in this small town of Fillmore that the festival would be a beer festival. One,
5: uh, yeah, two, micro,
1: yeah. a microbrewery in nineteen ninety nine is a very rare thing, and two, it would be owned by Eric Estrada playing Bernie Alvarez, who walks around this little southern town with a dog.
3: Snapping it out, and it's 1990 and in a town that gossips. I would have to like some of those lunch ladies in the counter would be like talking about it.
2: Didn't you point out that, that that is
5: so passé?
2: Didn't you point out that uh, <laughs> around the same time, late 90s, you were watching a, a 90210 episode, and uh, uh, David Silver's talking about the Peach Pit After Dark, and he's like, "And by the way, we've got all six microbrews, all six of them." This was yeah. same,
1: same time period. And he was like, "We have all the nation's microbrews, and it was six of them,
2: or ten, or something ridiculous." We got all ten of the. the I micro- don't
1: believe Fillmore was in there. <laughs> well, we then go to a rocking microbrewery montage where we see the town preparing for the festival while the brewers mix the malts and hops. We what see I'm, the, I'm sitting we here, here going, temperature gauges okay. on the on the brewery stuff? It's awesome,
5: but I, I it's I'm, unheard of in '99, right? To A point, yes, no, in movies, in movies, yes. But my, my problem here is like they're showing that they're, it's a montage, no. But the problem <laughs> is, is like okay, lager for me, because I'm like, wait a second, lager takes like six weeks to brew, and you guys are like, making it in the a festival's week. tomorrow. So we're just going to have
3: M.A.S.H.
2: All of a sudden you see the, the Asian lady doctor from the beginning just pouring <laughs> crazy stuff. Dr. Toshi Lang. I do we can got like- to get this ready for tomorrow. We
3: can make a lager by morning. I do like there was one scene where the guy was actually raking the mall. Uh, he was raking it out of a tube. And somebody was obviously there. Every time he would rake it, they would push more out of it. Yeah. No, it, it was very dramatic. <laughs>
1: but I like Doc's thing. Dr. Toshi Ling, she's still scarred and burned from the explosion, but she's she's mixing hops. you got to get an aggressive lager.
3: We've done more for beer in one day. <laughs> I've done
5: more for IPAs in the last 10 minutes than <laughs> Bernie but, Alvarez has done in weeks. What I love is that, yes, you have a brewery, but yes, you have a, a complete... Misunderstanding of the brewing process. Can we, lager.
3: We hey, only make lager. Can
1: we just admit we've discovered the first maybe film reference to feature a microbrewery and what it well, does? And
5: you know, all right, I did look up Fillmore is an actual town in California and there was a brewery there. It's not there right now anymore. Because I, I was, when they showed that, I was like, whoa.
3: you want to move to California? They're
5: actually in a real brewery. Y'all
3: want to move to California and open up the Fillmore again?
2: We can. I got nothing else going on. Hey, and we're a short drive up to wine country, boys. I like wine.
1: I can drink our beer during the day for work, and then we can go drink some wine at night. For my
3: wife loves California, so let's do this. Uh, we'll make bring, a we'll make a seat.
1: We'll make... <laughs> I thought the four of us would get a little townhouse or something.
3: A sawmill.
1: Guess what? We don't have to worry about how to celebrate our fiftieth birthdays. We'll all be dead. <laughs>
2: It's the sequel to Sideways, Crossways. <laughs> We're just laying on the ground.
4: <laughs>
2: I mean, of course we'll bring them. Dude, uh, <laughs> that was some funny shit right there.
3: <laughs> just like the weird, awkward silence. That <laughs> as
1: I look at Tud's mustache and he looks at me. And now, as in all by the book Creature Features, we have the scene in the mayor's office where Dr. Brad and his honey, Officer Biddle, Officer Biggles, (laughs) Officer Sexpot, try to convince her father, Mayor Biddle, and the town elders they need to cancel the beer fest. Dude is a giant.
5: Now this is the fa- my favorite Jaws scene. Dude, <laughs> this scene is in every Creature Feature, but this is so Jaws. Dude, in, in
2: the last Shark, it was a community barbecue, and that mustachioed yeah. mayor, he was yeah. like, "There's no way we're canceling the barbecue."
5: <laughs> I'm, I'm just honestly, every movie is that everyone's being eaten this, by a shark. We,
2: this, we are uh, not canceling the, the barbecue. Goes this, on. This jumps, Listen, this we ha- have
5: the
1: we have this town's biggest fajita buffet this afternoon.
5: We're not canceling that. This, this jumps the gun completely in this, <laughs> but I was waiting for Pat Morita's character. Back in the (laughs) corners. You all know who I am. No, we know. Who are you? Never seen you before.
1: (laughs) They're trying to convince Mayor Biddle and the Uh, town elders uh, that they need to cancel the beer fest due to a giant snake attack on Old Man Simpson.
2: That that would have been great. You all know who I am. Never seen you before. Oh. Uh, Oh, uh, well, I'll I'll kill the snake. Are you the dude from Karate Kid? No, no, no. No, no. (laughs) Tor, Tor, Tor.
1: I mean, look yes. at this, but dude, he pulled, Brad pulls out, like, look at this four-inch tooth that I pulled out of Old Man Simpson's boot, that's, well, I'm which asking. is what Dreyfus pulled out, but he dropped it. That's one of
2: Betsy's sausages.
3: <laughs> well, that that's, that's, like, was that's, my,
2: your, that's what you say to everything. That
3: was my, one of the things that you I was all just on the sausage. Like, I'm like, alright, I'm suspending my disbelief for a lot in this movie, but that one guy I was like, I can't believe we're having this discussion just over a snake. I'm like, you see that, like, four-inch tooth? Seaweed? Wait, who? who, who. Seaweed?
1: Something in the (laughs) lambs Dude, it's the remember in Jaws two when he has the picture of the shark eye and there's the
2: old man sitting there. No wonder you can't see it. Your eyes are closed. Seaweed? (laughs) Something in the lambs You see it, don't you? Seaweed. Seaweed.
1: Oh yeah, let's ask the two hundred year old fossil what he thinks. City council two hundred years running.
2: I served on this council with a young Ben Franklin.
1: <laughs> well, surprisingly, or I should say, unsurprisingly, Mayor Biddle says the entire. I'm going to do my best Hoyt Axton voice here. The whole entire town's relying on this festival. It's a lot like my Trace Atkins voice. It's what's going to make Fillmore Brewing a good beer that locals know about to a good beer that everyone knows about. Ah. Well, Doc Brad says, you know what? With all these drunk city folks in town, the snake is even more dangerous. They have no idea what they're doing out there fooling around the woods and what it's like in the sticks. But the mayor is unwavering. The brew fest will go on as scheduled. But suddenly, our eye patch wearing biochemist, Dr. Burns, kicks in the door. We need to get our doctor an eye
2: patch. Should I start wearing an eye patch? I was just thinking that. <laughs> I Should think I, think I that's go with an eye I, well, I, I just love how he maybe. walks
5: in the door like, excuse me, <laughs> I'm here.
2: I think that's the next stage
1: of your transformation is an eye, is, <laughs> eye patch. An eye patch.
5: <laughs> did you guys think for a while
1: that Doctor looked so familiar?
0: He I really had He really Henry did.
1: Abraham looked
5: to him. Yeah, Actually, you know he who has, I, he's been in a ton of. Oh, no, he's in The Godfather. Well, he was in The Godfather. Uh, he was in uh, Twilight Zone. You
1: know who I thought he was? Which makes no sense because he wouldn't have aged in like 30 years. I thought he was the satanic museum curator from the the Devil's Candy. He looked a lot like that guy. Who was he in the Godfather? Yeah, yeah he
3: really did. I thought it was him, yeah.
1: but then I was like, wait a minute.
3: Yeah, I didn't think he about would have that.
1: to really be a Satanist and not age to at all at all to be in that. <laughs> who was he in
3: the Godfather?
1: Who was he in the Godfather? He was. Uh, that's your job. Look it up.
3: <laughs>
1: he was in the Godfather. Oh
3: wait, you're the one who dropped the nugget.
1: I have notes to talk about. Okay. (laughs) Real quick, uh, you are on your nub with a cigar. Uh, Doctor, you're Not far behind. Still uh, very much enjoying it. You just started your last third. Uh, Cody's getting to his last third. Tut, final thoughts from you?
3: Uh, Final thoughts from me is I was coming to grips with the term's complexity. Okay, not the term's complexity. The term complexity. Uh when you approach a cigar that doesn't have a lot of transitions it's easy to say well this is not a complex cigar but that couldn't be further from the truth that means it's not a very transitional cigar that means it's not you know presenting different things at different stages of the deal this had like to me this had one major transition like right around the midpoint when you started getting that cedar and that cinnamon on the retrohale that was very nice when you combine the cream and I'm not sure I really got the cream on the on just the straight draw. I got more of a bready taste on it, but when you combine the that taste off of the cold draw mixed with the cedar and the cinnamon coming off of that retro hell to me that's a complex taste that's a very it's a yin. Intention- and it's a
1: yin and yang. It's, exactly, it's it, you're a getting very, something different on the nose than you're getting on the palate.
3: And it's obvious that when I listened through all four of our descriptions, and even though we got there at the same time, they were pretty much you know consistent. It's very obvious that that was intentional. So I would say that this is I, I kind of changed my definition of complexity or my understanding of complexity. Like, I think this is kind of a complexity. I like to follow like
2: up, up on your point, if I may, because. As we've, as we've begun really taking grading seriously, uh, that was one of the things that me personally, I didn't know in general how to grade because I thought a cigar, when you rank it as complexity, just because you give it a high rank, complexity, complex can be good or bad. Right, And so just because... We've
1: had cigars that are all over the place, and it's not a good thing. It
2: doesn't have to be constantly varied and constantly nuanced to get a high score on complexity. If it's got a couple of different flavors that you pick up throughout, and yet that's consistent, you might say, depending on your definition, well, that's not complex. No, but I'm going to give that a high score on complexity because it, it wasn't all over the friggin' map right. and inconsistent. That can be a bad thing.
3: But there was... The fact
2: that we got
1: so many different things through the retrohale as opposed through the draw and the palette. Right. And we all experienced kind of the same things. That consistency is, is, is remarkable. But that balance of giving me different things... This cigar has to be retrohaled to appreciate it. I agree. I I really do agree. And the the flavors coming through the retrohale, and I keep coming back to what you said, Doctor, that very mellow, very tame brown sugar, but more the cinnamon um, curbed with the woodsy and the creaminess on the draw. It has played so nice throughout the smoke. And then all of a sudden with the pepper you guys got early on, I got midway, and I'm getting a lot here in the last third. A lot more of a kind of a, a strength in the nose yeah. in the last third. That is complexity to yeah. me. That is the definition of complexity. It's 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 changing. Yeah. Uh man. I'm gonna say this, and I've I, I have smoked this before. I didn't smoke the Lancero, you smoked the Lancero before. But I have I've smoked
3: sm- this before as well.
1: We d- we did smoke this this before, but I I this being my second or third one, and they've been consistent. Like I've had this the same experience, yeah. which that alone adds to the mm-hmm. uh, the score, if you will. Um, a lot of Black Works last rights that we that we like. Same. Same beast, light to nub. Yeah, good beast. We love it. The flavor profile is there, but man, it's you're getting the same thing from first third to the to the last third. Uh, my God, man, for for an hour and a half smoke, morning or night, I'm digging it. Yeah, I, I'm really. I, this might be my favorite thing they've done, and I I've smoked a ton of MBKs. Which is till now my favorite, but yeah. but this being probably my third S N R, man, I want to get a box of these. I I'm, I'm, I dig it. I dig uh, it I'm a lot.
2: I'm not I'm not much of a coffee drinker or really a daytime smoker, but uh, I do occasionally enjoy in the morning, especially if there was a late evening before. There's a real strong English black tea. I was about to that's say very you could go- sim- that's very similar to a, a coffee. Mm-hmm. I can see enjoying this in the AM hours. I, I could definitely. I, this would be a golf course morning yeah, cigar absolutely. for me. Uh, I could even. Who see, am I kidding? I'm I, drinking when I'm playing I can, golf. Course. I could even, <laughs> even raise
3: your black tea and go with a. Is it a chai or chai tea? That real spicy kind of tea.
2: There's a, there's a I think a, you go with a lot of things. There's a yeah. Twinnings, the English tea company. They they make an they call it a English black breakfast tea. Yeah, and I'll yeah. tell you what that that is, it's got some kick to it. That's got some serious caffeine in it. It's a good it's a good. But dude, dark. if
1: it is holding its own on this 10 ABV fruity beer,
2: yeah,
1: and we're we'll all agree, it would probably hold its own on the pilsner beer yes. or a glass of whiskey or a glass of coffee or whatever these crazy herbal teas you guys are talking about I've never had any of those yeah and I drink coffee
3: I will say this the uh, best beverage
5: uh,
3: Derek if you're listening at this point I still want I'll, I'll say this I want to try it out with a blonde or a lighter beer first before I say that that would make a better pairing mm. in my opinion than this because I'm al- I'm almost wondering if that sugary molasses that you get on the aftertaste that kind of clings to your lips off of the Medusa beer I almost wonder if that accent or accents the cinnamon but, and the sugar that you're getting off that retrohale
1: but from a parent standpoint I think it benefits the cigar I think it's enhancing yeah, the that sugar. Yeah, that's,
3: that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, all right, so I'm like... So all you're right, saying I'd like to try that, this with
1: something that doesn't that, benefit the well, cigar.
3: Well, no, I'm just saying that, you know, that, that kind of hit my mind. Give me that Barrow skeebo, <laughs> the blonde. I think yeah. that was the, the blonde, the skeebo. Yeah, it was. Okay, so give me that, and let me see if I still got those, that accented retro hell to it.
1: I think this thing would pair with... with uh, I don't say this about a lot of cigars we do on the show. I think this thing would pair with a vast amount of beers, yeah, and those crazy teas you guys are talking about, and other stuff. <laughs> uh, do you guys uh, crazy be- about the teas? Because we are all enjoying this for so long now, and you're almost done. Do you want to talk about price point? Yeah, sure.
3: Okay,
1: make sure my notes are uh, okay. Tut,
3: I'll start with you. I can't go because I bought bought one. Of these you bought before. a Lancero. I bought a Lancero in one of these.
1: Oh, okay.
2: It's always difficult because I try to separate what would you pay for it from what do I think it costs. Right.
1: What do you think it costs first? And that
2: that's what I'm gonna go with, because it's probably lower than what I'd pay for it because I, I I've really enjoyed that's a good it sign. and we've been working on it for quite a while. I'd pay six dollars for this. I'm gonna guess that it was under ten bucks. I'm gonna go with nine. Okay. Okay.
1: Cody.
5: He's about right. I was gonna say like nine fifty, ten dollars.
1: Nine fifty. Nine nine fifty. It is nine fifty.
5: That is you win. <laughs> yes. What do I win? Suck it. Oh. I <laughs> Punch to the nose. Give me some more serotonin. Dude. Nine fifty?
2: You all day you long. Got, uh, you bet your ass. All day
1: long at nine fifty. And there's a bunch of websites right now running specials on black label stuff or black work stuff where, by the box, you can get these at far less than that.
2: What not a big cigar I mean, we're working I'm, on it for an hour and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, lo- I really, really like it. Well, meanwhile, out in the Sticks, a teenage couple led by one actor known as Efren Ramirez.
3: He looks really familiar
1: you should think that because three years from now from 1999, he'll become famous forever as Pedro in Pedro Na- Napoleon Dynamite. Are you shitting me?
4: Oh, that was because him. I saw
2: it, I swear to God, I saw it and I was like, man, I'm going to make a real funny it tomorrow night when I tell the guys didn't that remind you of the guy from Napoleon Dynamite? That was really him? It's him. <laughs> well, Christ, that makes sense. <laughs> three years before Napoleon Dynamite, this is him. I started laughing my ass off going, that's fucking Napoleon Dynamite, It's dude. Pedro. Oh, for Pedro. Oh, man.
1: Efren uh, Ramirez. Uh, he and his girlfriend are out drinking and fornicating in the woods.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Playing hide and seek. Hide and seek her panties.
2: She was nice. Playing hide oh, Betsy Sausage. She, was,
1: she hot. was nice, man. They were not playing Betty Sausage. <laughs> hide and seek Betty Sausage. Uh, he knew exactly where Betty Sausage was. Wait, boy. She knew exactly where. I, d- I don't know where this is going. Uh, Shit trap. Well, he and this spicy Latina girlfriend uh, start making out against a tree. She's in brawn panties. And before she can slip her panties or bra off, damn it, the king cobra shows up and they're toast. Once again, though, it's just <gasps> ah! <laughs> uh, when she didn't get naked in this. Though I knew we weren't going to see any boobs in this movie. Yeah, that was the time. That I was, was like, the perfect. This was the moment to do it. And we're not going <laughs> to. We're not. Dim
5: Puritan Hill and Brand assholes. We're not. We're not getting it, boys. We're not getting it. Uh, we don't have any boob money. We spend it all on Estrada. <laughs> Dude, they totally
1: spent their boob money on Estrada. <laughs> but I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. Because he brought it. Yeah, He, he definitely brought it. Uh, back at the coroner's office, Doc Burns and Doc Brad are doing a new autopsy on Old Man Simpson. Uh, as if the giant fang in his foot didn't kind of tell you what happened. <laughs> Once again, yeah,
2: Chief Wiggum, all yeah. signs point to a mummy. <laughs> We're
1: having the Egyptian wing of the Springfield Museum destroyed. Well, sadly, we see more of Old Man Simpson's skin than that of the Latina hottie in the woods. But oh well. Uh, as they examine the old geezer, Doc Brad asks Burns what caused that fatal accident that caused his eye patch and caused Seth the Killer Cobra...
3: My pride.
1: No. My lack
2: of people
5: skills.
3: I hired Courtney what? Gaines as a lab <laughs> no. assistant.
2: My human
5: resource department, which is myself, also. And then he says this. My lack of OSHA guidelines <laughs> to a sprinkler system.
1: <laughs> but then he, he offers this 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 gym. I think we need to call a herpetologist. No shit. A what? A herpetologist.
2: Another sci-fi movie staple. We always bring in the herpetologist or, or some kind
1: of tologist. Do you assholes know, dum-dums know what a herpetologist is? Yes, a person who studies snakes.
3: A person who studies herpes.
1: He's right. Snakes. Oh.
3: I
5: think, though,
1: Atkins, I've been
3: going to the wrong person. You
1: mentioned Atkins earlier? When he's like, I think we need to call in yes. a herpetologist. I'm he Atkin, did I'm mention Atkins that Hal- my
3: mustache <laughs> looked a lot like Tom Atkins.
1: I'm Atkins from Halloween 3 style. Fuck a herpetologist. We need to call in the Marines. <laughs> and Atkins style but I need a drink.
2: Or he, he shows up and he opens his doctor bag and he pulls out a six-pack of High Life dolls. I'm i ready. I need a herpetologist and a six-pack. I need a herpetologist and a drink. <laughs> Send to the Marines.
1: Well, Com- company, uh, company town. Guess who the herpetologist is, boys.
3: Tora, Tora, Tora.
1: It is... Thanks, M- Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Pat
3: Marita, Marita
1: is Dr. Nick Hashimito. No. and no, he what? takes the call. Oh, big killer snake! I'm a her. I'm the world's foremost herpetologist. I'll be there.
3: I'm like, why are we well, all looking like, at you know, each he, other he, with Hashimoto? He's got a
5: student over there that's like, <laughs> it's Pat Marita. quote unquote, milking the snake for its venom. <laughs> hey, we have stay Pat,
1: focused. We have Pat Morito. What do we name his character? Alright, Let's go with it. First name uh, Nick. Uh,
2: let's
1: go Nick. <laughs> that's different than Pat. Nick, Nick Hashimoto. Come on, Hillenbrand Brand Brothers, you can do better than that. Well, remember the uh, other town doctor who was out town fishing when all this went
2: down? Talk about a smart dude.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Sorry, can't come back to town. I'm fishing.
1: Well, he showed up at the mayor's meeting to dispel the whole snake thing, and now he's back at his house to drink a few pre-game cold beers before the beer fest.
3: TNCC style. TNCC style. A st- <laughs> a
1: style. I actually have that in my notes, hostile.
2: <laughs> what are you doing, drinking beer? Ain't you going to a beer festival? Yep. Yep.
1: He's a physician. But somehow Seth, the King Cobra, knows where he lives and knows he's a threat to him, so he takes out the dock as he chugs beers on a sofa. And this gives us our first really good glimpse of Seth in all his non CGI glory. It's a real
2: rubber, giant, good looking snake. Did yeah. Seth smell the beers? Is he the official snake of the t n c c we get t-shirts? Uh, he, show him cross-eyed with the fear in each face? <laughs> <head? He's like, laughs> well, he bites the old doc, and
1: we see the snake full-blown, uh, including its massive rattling tail, which is really well done.
3: The, okay, the, Actually, the tail was the only thing I really didn't you like. You thought it was cheesy? Yeah, because for some reason well, I Well, it's a
5: cobra. Cobras don't have rattles. No, but it was cross he was cross well, with a copperhead We not learn that until later. You see a giant cobra... He he's got the little he's got the thing the little hook, yeah. the, the the cobra Could've. hood by the way with but the, then he's got a rattle he
3: which, was crossbred with a copperhead
5: rattlesnake they with, tell us that with, yes
1: like our copperhead medusa but not, beer tonight
3: with the with the hood unfolded that's totally some dude back there with a the pneumatic pump trying to pump that thing up because it's so, like a sh- paint. I appreciate sh- that because it's handheld movie making. I, I thought the snake actually looked really good uh, on this scene. Like the the you're shooting over the couch, and the snake is coming up in the background. Oh, but I, I also love it looked how, how the really snake really has like good. eyebrows. Yeah, the <laughs> eyebrows. Once you got into the close up of the face, I was He's, like, eh. and the I snake missed, it, I missed the
0: eyebrows. Uh,
5: now I'm going to frown at you.
3: I'm going to spark one eyebrow raise at you. Uh, they. That could have been part of the crossbreeding, the
1: genetic tampering. Doctor, could could a genetic... We need to increase
5: serotonin levels, and we need to genetically engineer eyebrows. Well, in the the explosion games,
1: ended up in this. Doctor, through genetic engineering, could you produce eyebrows on a snake?
2: It's funny you mention that, Mr. Cade. I would have said no, but if the shark in Jaws 3 can growl like a wolverine, then there's no reason that this snake can't have eyebrows. Thank you. Well, he bites the old dog. I'm just
3: saying when the explosion happened, Gaines ended up in the snake.
2: I just think, that, I think it Gaines all... Gaines
3: blew off Gaines' eyebrows onto the snake.
1: I think it looks fantastic. Everything. I'm all, I'm all for it. And then we cut back uh, later to a young dog, Brad, calling his dad's house. I mean, this is his father that just got ate by the snake. He's calling and calling, like, Dad, i got to get to the big city. I'm going to be a specialist. I want to drive cabs to work. And
3: I ha- totally miss that that was his dad. Yeah. The old guy going, well, you know what? Todd? Why are we was, doing all this for a snake?
1: There was a scene in the opening scene where, on the doctor's office before we met Dr. Brad, there's a guy out there scraping off his name off the doctor's office, just leaving senior on there.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, I totally missed that. That's
1: kind of where I first picked it up. We also see the snake's belly as he's calling his dad. We see the snake's belly digesting his dad, which I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, and I'm guessing Seth the Snake is drunk now because he ate an alcoholic. That dad's drinking pregame beers. That
2: snake is drunk.
3: It wasn't the snake's fault, man. It wasn't the snake. Well, no, fault. he
2: ate a Women want to tame him, and men want to be him.
3: Seth the Snake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about me? The Snake. Oh,
4: you could
2: have that quality yourself. I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> Give me another ten years. Meanwhile, in town, the brew fest is in full swing. Boy, is it. Everybody's drunk. There's just drunk dudes swinging all around. There's a terrible band on stage, but there always is at these things. Sorry, Alex. You know it's true.
5: It is. (laughs) We got the best that we could afford with the funds available. As
1: a pub owner who's thrown on numerous beer fests, there's a lot of terrible
5: bands out there. Yeah, there are.
1: And the old white cop and the young black cop are doing yeah, That is
3: untrue. I have seen Stony Louvre at the Brutes and Roots.
1: I'm not saying it's the rule, I'm saying it's the norm.
3: I've seen uh what's his name? The Chris
2: Robinson. I'm thinking you and I can start getting some Charlie. gigs. The Tut the Tut Doc experience.
3: <laughs> Wait, does
2: that rhythm guitars have an eye patch on?
1: <laughs> and does he not know how to play music?
3: It, does it, does it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Once it's you have fe- a ma- it's beer, it's beer fast. Fast. once you have a macro uh, It's beer fest. We don't know how to, We don't need to learn how to play our instruments. A, There's so you have a drunk- microphone, a microphone in front of you with some <laughs> lights. A macrophone? I go. wonder if the a 10.5 ABV has anything to do with it. It does not. He's
1: microphone. you're Ta- the musician of the
2: group, what is a microphone?
3: A microphone is something that we invented on the Travis Tritt tour. It was so much more. We ate so much macaroni and cheese on that tour. Oh no 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 no! no. Trip
1: loves his mac.
3: I mean, trust me, as a piano player, when you walk off the stage, you got your mac full on, and that's why you were singing into the microphone.
1: Seems legit. I'll go with it.
3: That's what I told a lot of ladies on the tour. Well, I'm do sure. you want to sing into the microphone?
1: I'm sure you did. That's uh, why I'm not allowed in Alabama. One fourth cup whole milk. Four tablespoons butter. That's what gives you the mac and cheese experience on the Travis Tritt tour.
2: Pour it on your Mac microphone, you got a microphone And a
1: little something extra gives you your microphone experience.
2: Bring in Wopat for the closing number, and everything is gold. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, Mr. Tom Wopat. All the chicks run screaming. <sighs> Cover your buttholes, it's
2: Tom Wopat. Pulls out his guitar, it's time for me to
1: Alleg- loosen the old fingers. Allegedly. Well, Doc Brad... Uh, <laughs>
2: Cocaine is a hell
1: of a drug. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just picturing Tom Wobat chasing all this tail around. <laughs> I lost I lost my place. Uh, oh, the, oh the, the, the white old cop and the young black cop are doing their best to patrol the grounds. Doc Brad runs into Officer Biddle, his old girlfriend, and he tells her, Look, I gotta go. The big city... I can literally hear it calling me. He says this like ten times. I gotta go. But you know what? My dad will deliver whatever anti-venom anybody anybody gets bit, my dad will take care of it. And
5: or he won't. I'm getting the fuck out of, out of here. Or the fact that there's a giant 30-foot fucking snake were, just roaming around. Guess you know what? what? Hey, I gotta get out of here. You were really, I gotta head off to the big city. You were really concerned about that four-inch fang yesterday. This is... You know what? I've st- I've overstated my welcome. Maybe if you out, paid guys. more
2: attention to my four-inch fang, I would have stayed put! <laughs>
5: That would be a good scene.
2: <laughs> well,
1: Officer Biddle goes to check on Brad's <laughs> old man. I would have nailed that role. I know you would have. He, she goes to check on Brad's father, but la- later that night, and of course, that doesn't go well. He's dead. So Doc Brad is forced to stay, and Mayor Biddle agrees, you know what? We got dead bodies. I'm shutting down the beer fest. Finally. S- so much so, the next morning, there's a truck driving through town with a megaphone ordering citizens, stay in your homes. Giant snake on the loose. But that can't stop the fatso <laughs> hillbillies from gathering at the local gun shop to arm themselves and head out to hunt. It's go
3: time. We've
1: got to hunt ourselves a new snakeskin skin This boots. is what
3: our Second Amendment and the Constitution is built for.
1: We're, this is why we have the Second Amendment, to protect ourselves from 30-foot snakes. All right, well. it's the best argument I've heard so far. Speaking of at least they actually have something to protect themselves <laughs> from. Speaking of Second
2: Amendments, can I get myself another uh, Medusa? Oh, you bet. Huh. <laughs> Thank you, sir.
1: You're very welcome. Back at the cigar-chomping mayor's office, herpetologist Mister Miyagi is questioning Doctor Burns on how he managed to merge an African American or African. Sorry, <laughs> I got it confused with the cop. An African king cobra snake with a diamondback eastern rattlesnake gene splicing. Burns says. Miyagi continues his questioning. Why would anyone want to combine two of the most dangerous species known to man? To which Byrne says, We wanted the two most aggressive animals known for our testing. Fascinating, Miyagi says. Were you disappointed? Byrne says, No, foolish.
2: <laughs> Were you disappointed? <laughs> At least he's honest. Were you disappointed that Pat Morita spoke as native Californian and not as Mr. Miyagi? A little bit. Yeah. It, was, it was different. Why you breed the snake?
1: <laughs> and honestly, this was probably only the third thing I've ever That's seen Miyagi. That was just terrible. I've only seen Miyagi in one other thing besides Karate Kid. He was in a...
2: Tora,
3: Tora, Tora? No.
2: He was in the Battle of Midway. I saw no. him on an episode of Married with Children once. <laughs> Maybe that was it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you know he what was what on Happy Days. Oh, Happy Days. It was Happy Days. Happy yeah. Days.
1: Yeah. He worked at the uh, the restaurant. Arnold's. Arnold's. This is the third thing I've actually ever seen him in. Uh, but I like Burns' counter to that. Fascinating. No foolish. <laughs> Obviously, we have a four-inch bang here, and everybody's dead. Miyagi agrees. It certainly was foolish. He tells the room that snakes kill more people in one year than sharks kill in a hundred years. He
2: well, just said, said it would have been funnier if he went, Miyagi agree. <laughs> I mean,
1: Kashimoto agrees. Kashimoto
3: agrees. <laughs> Is that true?
1: Well, probably. Let me, let me go on. They're responsible for more deaths than all the other dangerous animals in the world combined. Now that is power you have to... Do I need to say this like Miyagi? Now that is power that you... He doesn't say it like no, that. No. He, he talks normal
2: That's how he normally... He's from California.
1: <laughs> now that is power you have to learn to respect. A tablespoon of its venom can kill 165 people alone or roughly 165,000 mice. I don't know why... He, that's a weird okay. analogy. You add in the highly developed rattlesnake fangs and this fucker is a killing machine. He doesn't call it a fucker. I did.
3: It's a remorseless killing
1: machine. Here's the thing though. Do we really need Nakatomi or whatever to tell us at this point? That was to, the building to, in Die Hard. <laughs> do we really need him to tell us this is a killing machine at this point? I mean, we've seen this thing. It's Remember those redneck batzos? Of course. Well, they're out in the woods hunting the snake now. And the smart, scientific folk have parked their RV in the woods where Mr. Miyagi tells Doc Brad, as he, ar- as he loads his shotgun, Tut style, this will solve everything. <laughs> you may think a shotgun is the answer to taking this thing out, but when you look it in the eyes, you'll realize it's going to take a lot more than that shotgun. So Doc Brad and Miyagi take off on their bicycles. <laughs> because bicycles don't make a lot of noise, <laughs> the, the snake is attracted to tr- to... Vibration Vibrations on the ground. And they go off in search of the beast on their bicycles.
2: Hey, man, he's a herpetologist. <laughs> he, Doctor, knows his, Doctor, I guess he knows uh, the stuff.
1: I'm not even going to go there. Never mind.
2: Oh, you know, you got me all
3: keyed up there.
2: To I, I'll come back to hit you. Hit you with some knowledge? I'll come back to you. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm
3: sorry. If I'm out in the woods hunting a 30-foot snake, I'm getting a shot cut. It just... I might die with a shotgun in my hand We're we're going to
1: learn what the average yokel will do when encountering a beast with a shotgun right now One dumbass yokel actually finds Seth the King Cobra sleeping in the woods and rather than shooting him he has a shotgun a million times he chooses to yell out Hey guys! I found him!
5: He's already dead! No
1: which, of course, wakes the snake up. I'm assuming Alvin's hangover from eating that alcoholic doctor. Yeah, he's just taking, no, no.
2: A na-
3: <laughs> taking an afternoon nap. Like, he's, he's
2: just passed out. He's drunk. No, no, his mouth no. is wide
3: open. The, the herpetologist explains this in the next scene. Well, it kills that hillbilly's ass.
1: The other rednecks can't believe it. Well, take off his pants and suck out the venom. He can't be dead. <laughs> uh, no. Which kind of proves my point that maybe all gun-happy rednecks
2: are super
1: gay that
2: second to be you at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon? I think Tut's dead! <laughs> Ted Nugent, queer? I think so. Shoot him! Did Cage just tell you that a shotgun solves everything? That's your philosophy?
1: No, I said that's his philosophy. No, yeah. I, I, Every horror movie we do is like, I just shoot him with a shotgun. This guy has a shotgun, finds a snake, does nothing, and then his buddies are like, let's, let's suck on him. No,
2: I like, how you, I like how you said that was Tut's answer for everything. It is. I'm just picturing your wife. Jason, uh, there's a Western Union guy at the door.
1: (laughs) That has been Tut's go-to on the show for 71 episodes.
3: (laughs) Pizza guy's here. (laughs) If you interview
1: Domino's to this day. It's not the Domino's guy. You let him in. (laughs)
3: I've been at your house. Domino's gets a pass.
1: I've ate more Domino's at Tut's house in two visits than I've ate Domino's my entire life.
3: Domino's has the uh, passcode for my house. (laughs) They just come (laughs) right on in.
1: Uh... So we agree these hillbillies are a bunch of queers. No. Okay. Right. One wants to take pants off, the other wants to suck it. Well, Seth goes on to kill all what
3: these. Was, what's the, uh, was, is it Caddyshack, Caddyshack 2. Shack two. <laughs> you need to suck out the venom. If I pull out the poison dart, will you suck out the poison? No.
2: Nope. Chase is like, let me get this straight. You're going to take it out. You want me to suck it. <laughs> this is one of the two funny lines in the entire movie.
1: Uh, well, Seth the Snake goes on to kill all these gay fatzos. And he also goes on to kill the two Fillmore deputies pretty soon after. That's going in my notes. I just can't come up with many more adjectives to describe these gay hillbillies. Back at the Scientist's RV, Mr. Miyagi reveals that he's actually been bitten by snakes a- 167 you- times. So he's kind of a rock star in the anti-venom world.
2: I've had it all. True.
1: So much so that they... I am they...
3: walking anti-venom. What does being a rock star in the anti-venom world get you? I'm a rock star. A bunch of people, like, sucking out your blood for anti-venom?
1: I'm a rock star in the cigar podcast world. It has gotten me absolutely nothing but All, all of a sudden,
3: Miyagi's ghost is out right of my
2: shoulder. Pussy. <laughs>
1: <Whoa>. Anti-venom skanks.
2: <laughs> podcast head. Anti-venom head. <laughs> anti-venom head. Uh...
1: They all buy into what he's saying after he says he's been bitten 7 times. So so much so, they help him build a predator like trap for the snake <laughs> the next morning. They've tied a poor goat to a stake in the ground, and when the snake comes, they'll be ready. So they all put on their protective plastic goggles as if that's going to help. It's a help spitting
3: with it's a spinning cobra.
1: My but, eyes, the goggles do nothing. <laughs> 30 foot cobra. Let's put on our rubber goggles.
3: It's a spitting cobra.
1: Rubber plastic goggles, acidic venom.
3: It's not acidic venom.
0: It looks like acidic.
3: Venom. It's just venom. I,
0: don't know, I think it's, it's meant
3: silly. to debilita- uh, debilita- uh, uh, debilitate, debilitate, debilitating, debilitate the debilitate the victim.
1: Well, Seth, the snake shows up. I can't get over the name of the snake,
5: Seth. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the one that, like you know, like. Bob
1: or something. <laughs> so anyways, Seth, Bob's here. Seth shows up, and despite Mr. Miyagi urging, patient, urging patience with everyone, Dr. Burns decides to go all tut crazy and fire with a shotgun. And sure enough, Miyagi's right. The snake recedes into the forest.
3: But you that was... not no, that wasn't the doctor. the doctor would have shot him had Miyagi not knocked his gun up in the air.
1: Well, everybody freaks and starts shooting everywhere, which eventually <laughs> the snake for some reason comes back out of the wild and it bites Doctor Burns immediately. Guy with the eye patch, dead. As Doc Brad and the rest of the crew are tending to his wounds, Seth then turns and takes a chomp out of Mr. Miyagi and he's done for.
5: Uh, well, no, he like bites him like 50 times <laughs> yeah. but even he, yeah. you see him like biting. him he's like is that all you've got
1: even Miyagi is no match for a second yeah,
5: but but he see, bites him like 8 more times he's <laughs> like alright that's pretty good I'm
3: I'm feeling it now <laughs> I like what that, that. the first really time I was got. like is that all you got second time alright third <laughs> time I'm starting to feel it a little Pratt bit Burrito a was a closet
2: time. alky so the snake was just biting him and he didn't even
3: no he was just trying to satisfy his alcohol version. he's yeah, the that first
1: was... doctor
2: I really don't want to hurt you. I'm just addicted was to it. Was Pat Morita an alcoholic? Closet alky. No one really was knew they? that till he died, yeah. How'd they find out? Uh, Not that I'm trying to cover my tracks. No, uh, well, he lived to be 73. Uh, his wife actually... doesn't sound like a bad life. Uh, his wife actually said la- that he had said, like, uh, he had made some kind of comment, like, you can't ask me to stop drinking. And he was... Pat Morita. did it pretty well. To Bill Brasky.
1: <laughs> I read it... Uh, on, a, on a quick side note, I, I read... Uh, an actor who I'm not I'm not a fan of uh, this this week got divorced.
2: Uh, Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. And Did he get divorced? Yes. Yeah. yeah. From okay. uh, Jenna Jenna Dewan. Yes. Okay. The, uh, she's from Grapevine, Texas. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Okay. He, okay. He's I know. Her. Been I know her around town. I night. know
1: her. She has a big role on the Supergirl series. Oh. She plays Lois Lane. Okay. On the Supergirl series, uh, that's the only thing I've ever seen her in. She's pretty good in it. She's extremely attractive yeah apparently been married for a while and apparently uh, according to reports and interviews with Channing he's a big drinker and he's done interviews where he said yeah you know what when we got married she knew what she was signing up for I I drink a lot and I guess he's very open with the fact like when I'm ready to have a good time I'm getting shit faced and <laughs> she knew that when we hooked up on Step Up 2 or whatever <laughs>
3: She knew and, what she was getting into. This is the Channing Tatum experience.
1: But it was a very forthcoming interview with this guy, like you don't hear a lot. I mean, he's a pretty big leading man yeah. in Hollywood. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I, I equate drinking with having fun and partying, and I love it, and, and I go crazy, and yeah, you know what,
4: Channing Tatum, all right. She,
1: she knew that when she signed up. That's what the quote was. Like, yeah, she knew what she signed up for, and they're like. Channing Tatum's drinking ruined their and she, and she released the saying like it wasn't that like
4: yeah.
1: I knew what I was she said that <laughs> I knew what I was signing it was for. the fact that when he was drunk
2: he boned a bunch of different
1: chicks I apparently maybe flirted a little bit but I, I, I just thought it was really refreshing from a Hollywood leading man to be like yeah you know what when I have a good time I have a good time and that's what alcohol's there for and I love it and I'm not apologizing for it. Channing Tatum. All of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I gotta go revisit I like those G.I. Joe movies because he was the worst thing in those things. He ruined G.I. Joe movies. Now you movies. know why. He was blitzed. No, he's just a terrible actor, but.
3: What'd you think of him in Hateful Eight? Man. Yeah, just kind of yeah. yeah, borderline. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, actually, everybody else was so good. By that time, yeah. you're already so much well, love in the movie. That's,
1: everybody that's, else was so good.
3: Like, he could have been like. It's kind of like that one chick in Bone Tomahawk. Everybody else is so, so stellar. M-
1: <laughs> everybody in Hateful Eight I'm looking at the poster up here in the corner of No Hope and Chain Tatum is very small in that poster <laughs> everybody else was so damn good in that movie yeah. that you know yeah he had an accent and he kind of did his thing but
2: it's toward the end though and so everything's been so great that it doesn't like yeah, you said, it doesn't had, bother
1: you true he had a very small relatively small part
3: uh, what was the movie uh, End of the World Oh yeah, Danny McBride, James Franco. He had a he had a small small part. part That was kind of funny, and I love that because like a funny movie, man. I like it. Actually, kind of is, and I liked his role in that because you know this is Hollywood heartthrob material, and the role he did in that is totally anti anti that.
2: That was actually I don't really like a lot of those guys. That was a
3: funny movie,
1: and I think Tut with the mustache, you might be revisiting the Magic Mike series soon.
3: Oh, I revisited it daily. I mean, wait, 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 wait. I've
1: never liked the guy, and I think you and I actually maybe went and saw the sorry, first Kevin Nash's. together. Kevin yes. uh, I
5: think our biggest. Thanks for not good.
2: remembering that I was present. Did we all three go do it? Yes, we did.
5: Yeah. I I, re- I remember we all saw it together. <laughs> I'm sorry, doctor.
4: Yeah.
5: I God just didn't, didn't invite me. Did we maybe
1: fuck go you. to Bums for some oh, pictures crap. afterwards?
3: I think we did. I think we didn't know you.
1: And
2: I believe my. You okay over
3: there. Yeah, that was just I dropped an F bomb and been oh. like really. Oh, cut, oh, to
2: Todd! Oh. Get the fuck oh, off of it. You know what? It wasn't CTC. It was CTFC. Cut the fucking check. <laughs> I think my major complaint with
1: the first GI Joe movie was Chain Tatum. Like, I thought he was a horrible... I would never seen him before. And I was like, who is this guy? How did he get in movies? And I haven't really seen him anything since. I, I'm kind of indifferent to the guy, but I love that interview. It was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just one of those guys that likes to drink a lot. <laughs> and I got this hot chick, and she knew what she was going to do, so let's just do it. And then all of a sudden their divorce like, I guess she didn't want
3: to do it anymore.
2: <laughs> That's kind of cool, right? It gives me hope.
3: Oh, I like the fact that you're looking for validation, right? Right? That's right? cool, right? right? right.
2: That's cool. I mean,
1: I've been doing this for a long time, so.
2: You knew she's getting into?
1: <laughs> everybody in my life kind of knows what they're getting into, right? <laughs> I'm like Channing Tatum. I'm the podcast Channing Tatum.
3: Oh, my God. Go Magic mic on your ass. Oh, your hands. hands your hands, hands certainly are. My
1: hands. <laughs> Channing, Channing Tatum, Tatum couldn't hands. wipe his ass with those hands. Esk. Esk, baby. Esk. <laughs> I did my nails right before the show. Look at that. All right. Uh, so everybody... He's killed Burns. He's killed Miyagi. So Seth the Snake makes his way to Officer Dibbles. And her Dibbles.
2: I love how the names change from Dibbles to Big, Big Ones to... <laughs> Biggles and Dibbles. Biggles
5: to Ones, Officer Biggins to Dibbles. If she
1: had big boobs, it'd be funny if her name was Officer Biggles, but it's not. It's Officer
5: Dibbles. Oh, Dibbles.
1: You dropped the ball, Hillenbrand brothers. And boom, all of a sudden he's about, the mouth is extended this big, he's about to chomp down on Joe, and all of a sudden, Doc Brad does a jumping... Jackie Chan side (laughs) kick.
5: I'm I'm wondering about the snake at this point.
1: A karate kick flying in from the side and kicks the snake's mouth away from her. I wonder which Hillenbrand brother wrote that part in the script. Hmm. You know what? What if at this scene where I'm playing this guy, I know karate, (laughs) and I save the day by doing a sweet-ass Jean-Claude Van Damme side kick into the snake jumping sidekick. And
2: Miyagi's corpse looks up. Yes, Hillenbrand's Brandson. Yes!
1: Do you think the other Hillenbrand's like... I
2: didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, because he went, whatever, I'm getting
3: paid. CTC.
1: CTC, cut the check.
2: Well, uh, he knocks...
5: <laughs> was such a cheesy fucking kick, dude. It was.
1: Well, they, they end up trapping the snake in a steel tube. They release a bunch of gases, doctor-style... <laughs> to neutralize the snake in the tube. And just like that, it's over. They've captured it.
3: Well, you get one last.
1: We cut to the Fillmore Brewing Company where Doc Brad
3: is well, giving... Before before that, oh, yeah. uh, you always have like the final Michael jump scare, the mm-hmm. final Jason jump scare, right? the final jump scare. But he's in an iron tube, so how can you jump scare this... Let's poke the fangs out through the front, and then uh, so it grew it another
1: down. fang after stuck a fang in the doctor.
3: Apparently, so it just grows fangs left and right. A shark replaces it's all of its teeth.
1: This movie is fantastic. Fang. If we were around in '99, that quote would have been on the VHS box. Tuesday Night Cigar Club. This movie is fantastic. Well, we cut to the Fillmore Brewing Company where Doc Brad is giving Officer Joe a present. His King Cobra. It's... no. By the way, I did want to pair tonight. My original thought tonight was to pair with King Cobra malt liquor.
5: Oh, That would have been awesome. Well, you'd be asleep (laughs) ten minutes into the show. You and I would be
1: out
2: there fighting donkeys. You
1: and I would be out (laughs) kicking all sorts of donkey ass. Doctor, we've drank our share of King yeah, Cobra I Over. We met some King Over.
2: I believe it. I believe one time we, I chose we to class it up a little bit. Class it up a bit.
1: Uh, he gives her the <laughs> leather-bound <laughs> organizer, which is just <laughs>
4: take this
3: donkey.
1: It has the pencil attached with a little leather strand. She's small town. She got him the high-tech organizer. Oh,
3: my passwords and my emails.
1: He got her the leather-bound journal.
3: Because that's what she needs in this town. You can't understand passwords and And he also tells her, are you ready for
1: this? I've decided to stay in Fillmore. And fill you more. Before, yikes! A giant king cobra jumps up out of nowhere and attacks him again. Boom! Boom! No. It's just a dream. They're actually safe on a hammock totally safe Some, the somewhere last,
3: the last scene somewhere. dream sequence
1: it was the carry the hand out of the rocks
3: I'm the, looking at you green inferno
1: they're fine maybe we didn't get a King Cobra 2
3: should wonder why no we shouldn't have one's good enough uh,
2: the Hillenbrand brothers are now <laughs> running the janitorial service that cleans my office how they doing Pretty good. <laughs> you have an office? It's more of a dungeon. <laughs> you have a, a, a,
1: a janitorial staff.
2: I've got a dungeon.
1: And janitorial staff.
2: Well, there's people around. Every time they have a mop, I don't know what's going on. All
1: right.
4: That's the end
2: of the movie. i had enough of your questions.
1: We mentioned it earlier, Doc, the onslaught of you and I. Dude, we used to coordinate in the early knots they say yes sci-fi movies when they were coming out every Friday or every Saturday night sometimes sci-fi on a movie. Monday
2: night at 10 we had to go to work the next day
1: we would still coordinate we we're like hey you go get your steel reserve malt liquor I'll get mine we're gonna watch uh, leeches and in no way is that depressing in no
5: way is that depressing
1: <laughs> but they had a shitload of snake movies and then they evolved into a shitload of crocodile movies they involved a shitload of which went to the Sharknadoes and then they went to the shark.
2: Every now and then o- there were some octopus. good ones. It was Sharktopus like swamp shark with Christy Swan. Sharktopus
1: or the five headed shark versus Brooke Hogan.
2: Tetradactagon. Sharktopus with Eric Roberts is good. Yeah, we we could write a thesis paper on it. They got so CGI crazy that
1: it made me appreciate this film for the old school aspect of it. Me too. I'm saying old school 1999. Yeah. I I dug the look of the snake.
3: 1999 was almost 20 years ago.
1: It was, and I think they should have showed the snake more. <laughs> you built this fucking snake. Yeah. Why show Pedro and all these chicks? Just, show it. You built the snake. Show they us eating the- it. You're not making Jaws. All you gotta At do- some point, the Hillebrain brothers had to realize, you know what? This is King Cobra. It's not Jaws. We should probably show some blood. Well, and maybe some titties.
2: You're well- saying that a guy should have realized that who did this. What am I doing? What am I doing? It's so easy to fall back into it.
3: I can understand like the first couple Touché. of t- the first couple of times doing the the cuts. After that, man, have a camera behind the snake if you don't want to show the whole snake. You know, but you built- show that show that. Snake going
1: up. When you realize that you're not making Jaws and that your movie isn't going to be on anything ever remotely talked uh, about with Jaws. I
3: almost think that they thought that they were making Jaws. In their own way,
5: sure.
1: That's kind of sad. (laughs) Kind of is. Maybe. I mean... It's kind of sad. I mean... You're making a creature feature. Nobody's ever going to come close to John. I'm thinking
2: yeah, but... that they were trying to cash in on Anaconda. Because that had just come out. Yeah. If you look at the very end credits, it was copyright 98. I'm
1: just saying, you spent all this money on the snake. Show it when you have this hot little spicy Latina chick getting down to her bra and panties in the woods. How about
3: this? Anaconda didn't she have takes... boobs. Johnson, nope. I think they thought. I think they thought. Separate yourself.
1: Have her take off those brawn panties, and all of a sudden, whoa! And then the show the snake attacker. You got to give yeah. what you're not getting. You know what? Anaconda didn't give you titties. Anaconda didn't give you. what Would you call it the old lady's bush and from hee
5: haw?
2: <laughs> Mini <Minnie> pearl. pearl? <laughs> what just happened? We're not giving. I, I don't really know. You know what?
5: We're not giving you mini Pearl Bush
1: we're giving you hot young 19 year old Latina Bush and we're giving you titties and we're showing you a, a, a giant we spent all this money on the snake we're going to show you the fangs going into those boobs because we're not Jaws but we're going to give you fun and we're going to give you Roger Corman I was about to
3: say uh, that comes down but that comes down to self-realization do you realize that you're not Spielberg do you realize you're more towards Roger Corman
1: that's always the thing with these films when these filmmakers need to realize at a certain point, you're not John Carpenter. You're not making the next Halloween. No. You're not Spielberg. You're not making the next Jaws. You're making something that's going to give me a reason in 90 minutes to put your movie uh, slightly above the next creature feature that comes out. And you know what's going to do that? Well, Boobs, blood, creature effects. Maybe,
3: maybe they just went wrong and they thought that you were going to think that because of Gaines and Estrada. Yeah,
2: I, I hindsight's twenty twenty. obviously. I tend to think that <clears throat> they saw Anaconda and thought, we can make a, a giant a plastic snake and do a movie like that. And like I alluded to earlier, Cade, what we know, hey, we can get Courtney Gaines for one day for yeah. $5,000. We can get Eric Estrada for one day for $5,000. We're, we're gonna make a low budget but it's gonna be a really good yeah. snake movie like and no they weren't ever thinking in the Spielberg connection obviously but I, I think they were they were feeling like Sorry. hey huh. if anaconda just made hundred and forty million dollars at the box office we can go make a snake and go out here get some get some of these people that that that, that a audience will recognize we can yeah. make a really good tight movie like that and what's really gonna sell it is when
3: I do this it's so easy to fall back Put put in, Put in the karate kick. Put in the karate kick. It's gold.
2: What are you doing? What are you doing? It's so easy to fall back in.
3: Well, now,
1: at our age, you're the herpetologist. <laughs> I don't have herpes. <laughs> oh, sna- not, snake, snakes! snake. That snake. is not what a herpetologist snake.
2: is. As a doctor, <laughs> you should know that. I'm
1: well, not
3: like
2: an animal doctor. You I'm
1: know what? Of... I'm, I'm going to go out there. I like this movie.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, I did not.
1: I thought it flowed at a good pace. I like the microbrew stuff. I thought it could have had more gory kills and more nudity, but I thought the the camera work—it was all very professionally done. Yes, I got I got Courtney Gaines. I got, I, I've seen a lot worse. Sadly, a lot worse.
2: sadly, we've both seen a lot worse. I thought it was a pretty cheesy piece of shit, but I, I got I, <laughs> it. It 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 uh, it entertained me for ninety three minutes, and that's all I asked for. A cheesy piece of shit that entertained us for ninety minutes. It I'll, was a
3: cheesy piece I'm of shit take that, that entertained me for like five minutes in spurts.
1: Well, you told me not to do Stallone's Cobra, so you get what you get and you don't throw a fit.
3: I totally I totally don't remember
1: that. Sorry, that's what I say to my kids. Some you of get us get what you get and you don't throw a fit.
2: Some of us hope we can entertain in five minute spurts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh there I hit my head on the TV. Deserve it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I, I deserve that.
1: Uh I think we're all good for at least a couple of five minutes, Birds. Oh yes. Uh Enough said about the movie. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up and I kinda of dug it.
5: It was fun. Yeah. It was it was interesting. It was well fun. Pat gives it two thumbs up.
1: <laughs> Somewhere some woman is having horrible PTSD right now. Allegedly. Let's go back to the beginning. The cigar. One of my favorite cigars of the year.
3: I I totally enjoy it. Uh, Definitely. Very, very nice cigar.
1: Are you smoking the second one?
3: I am smoking the second one. Same experience. Same experience. Same exact experience. Very consistent.
1: From start to finish. Or start to midway point.
3: Midway point, yeah.
1: Um, Which, that's a quality in and of itself consistency you're getting the same thing you had from the the first one you smoked um boy I liked it a lot it wasn't like anything I've ever had from Black Works or Black Label and I think we sent it best this thing would go with coffee with beer with bourbon with this thing could pretty much pair with anything much like the yeah. beer yes I think this beer would pair with anything
2: I like the beer. Eh. I do, too. I don't know about that. Thoroughly enjoyed the cigar uh, at nine fifty. That's that is a value that uh, you can't beat. Really liked it. Um, Did you like the beer? I am going to proudly wear my Black Label trading baseball cap on the golf course this weekend that I bought from Mr. Matthews. Boom! And uh, um, I, I like the beer. I've been taking my time with it just because uh, that ABV, because even after just... I think I'm holding on my third bottle of it. I, can, I this, can.
1: This is when I feel shame looking over at my bottle. <laughs> I know. Uh,
2: well, actually, I'm I was looking at yours, and I'm like, oh, man. I'm not done. Uh,
3: I, I like. Well, the no, beer. I
1: mean, there's the after show, but that's still, I, I can't help it. I've been being responsible, and uh, hey,
3: you know what you're getting into.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I drove down here listening to the baseball game. I was chugging steel reserve, but no. <laughs> uh, much like, I like v- Doc
1: Brad, you know what? I'm sorry. I have dreams of doing a podcast in the big city. I got dreams of getting a, a limo driving me to my podcasting. I'm working on a different level than you guys. Dude, it's what so, are you- it's so easy. You like it's so a, easy to fall back into. Are you
3: like in the Kevin Smith world of podcasting, where you're getting podcast gangs and stuff, is limos? He,
2: is he still alive? There's no such thing yes, as limos and podcast gangs. That's mean. There's... Kate is not falling into the Kevin Smith world of podcasts I'll go, I'll and that go. is a compliment sir
3: Kevin Smith hope you get better man I do too a young a young hero of mine
1: and I, I haven't listened to a single one of his podcasts but a young cinematic hero of mine
2: likewise Kev love you maybe lay off the ganja just a thought
3: or not we're all drinking hell well I kind of agree with that no
1: I I'm Pretty much stopped liking his stuff when he started smoking weed, so I'm all for that.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: but I'm sure a lot of people. Well, no. I've been drinking from when we started the podcast, so I'm sure a lot of people liked the podcast before I started drinking. <laughs> Wait, <you know>?
2: what?
3: <laughs> that was episode one.
1: <laughs> that was never that was never a thing. Uh, I love Kevin Smith. As
2: Confucius t- say, don't throw rocks if you live in a glass house. So, Kevin, do what you got to do. Glad to hear you're on the men, brother. Like yeah, Cade. A- absolutely. Idol. Definitely. Early yes. stuff. Big time. Uh,
1: a huge idol. Yeah. Uh, my God, I spent a year of my life making a movie trying to be Kevin Smith, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, I love the guy. And uh, Another topic for another day. Uh, I, I like the beer.
3: I do, too. It's an interesting beer. Uh, I don't like dark,
1: heavy beers, but I like this one.
5: Well, and I think that's. It's gone
1: as soon as I drink it.
3: It it really is. That's kind of amazing. I, I think mean, with the it's mean
5: but it, in, in in its own weight, like you just said. It's not heavy. It doesn't weigh you down, so you just keep drinking it and it's very You know what? I sent
1: uh one of our big time fans on the show, Honest Roast Coffee. I sent him a bag of coffee that I've been drinking a lot of at the house. And to his credit, he was very honest about it.
3: That's why it's called Honest Roast Coffee.
1: Dude, he was honest. (laughs) (laughs) It looked good. Smelled good. He sent me pictures of his coffee brewed next to this one. A lot of... Makes sense. But he's like, you know what? Uh, not a lot of mouthfeel. And when I started thinking about that. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I start thinking about that. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> He's right. I love this coffee. I love the way it smells, the aroma. Yeah. But the minute I drink it, it's gone. Like the minute I take a sip, I don't have anything lingering. Like,
3: no. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm not looking out on my back deck with two hands on the mug.
3: Uh,
1: you're no, not, it's gone. You're
3: not sitting in a Chevy commercial I love the with way it Bob smells out. I, I
1: love the way the beans smell out of the bag. I love when I grind them, I love the way it tastes on, on, on the first sip. That's right, man. But, dude.
2: Talking about the night moves.
1: That was the first time who, I'd who ever. Oh,
4: Could have used
2: a few pounds. That
1: was the first time I ever heard the term <laughs> mouthfeel. Yeah, true. He's like, it doesn't have a lot of mouthfeel. I
3: wish that was the first time I heard this it. This
1: has no mouthfeel. I heard it. In right.
3: Courtroom. Yes.
1: You literally take a sip of it and <laughs> it is forgotten. Correct.
2: Against but it's delicious. you That
1: quick And then it's gone. That quick second it's in your mouth, it feels good. Cut's <laughs> birthday party style.
4: Still the one baby you're still the one.
3: Are you guys doing Bob Seger stuff yes, on yeah. I'm sorry, every time I see coffee I for some what? reason I hear Bob Seger
5: Working on the night moon. I've never heard. You know what I always... talk awkward thought? teenage I'm moves. sorry, I just want to be like out in a
3: hayfield moves. somewhere for just sipping on my cup of joe at 6 a.m. In the summertime. Sweet, sweet summertime. A little too tall. Couldn't use a <laughs> few pounds.
1: You know what I never understood? When Pizza Hut came out with their wings, Wing Street... How did they not license... Down
3: on Wing Street. How did they not license... Down on,
1: street, down, down, on do- <laughs> down on Wing Street. Down on Wing Street. Down did they not license that song? That's Money in the Bank.
3: Oh, man. I don't know who the ad agency Little is. Little Buffalo Sauce. I don't know who the ad agency is down for Domino's, but I think street. we just fired them. Got them fired. Dude. Hey Bob Seger, the money. Tut's calling
2: Domino's tomorrow. I've got an idea for you.
3: <laughs> Come back, baby. Domino's never forgets.
2: Oh, they don't forget his house.
1: <laughs> oh my god, they they know where he lives.
3: I have not had pizza since March. Since this morning.
1: <laughs> that was a week ago.
3: My birthday. It was like a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Uh. Well, I'm cutting back. And
2: let me give you props, Mr. Cade. For uh, performing, as a lot of people in different walks of corporate life say, performing their due diligence. Uh, I will go ahead and... I will not be Chevy Chase and Fletch Lives and say it takes a big man to admit he's wrong. I'm not a big man. I one time didn't criticize Mr. Cade, but uh, asked him at one point, not this episode, but several past. You were trying to, to make a tie-in, and I, not through laziness, but just through sheer obstinacy, uh, asked him if it was worth it to go through that effort, and he said it was. And you were right, and I was wrong. And I don't know about that. Uh, well, that's... It's, it's, I said you were right, and I was wrong. He said he didn't know about that. I, uh, this was excellent homework by you. A great tie-in with cigar, beer, and movie. You're right, Thank they all you. go together, and great work by you. Thank you. I just wish um, I hadn't
3: drunk so much, and we could have done Cobra. You as drank Kate, two beers. No, I mean, like, that night at the as pub. Kate, oh, as Kate said. When drank
5: 20 beers. <laughs> no, as I'm Kate like, said, that's all did We not bring to just... any tools with me to clank
3: together. <laughs> exactly. Continuously, as we did this. I do vaguely no, remember they, a time at the pub where I was like, bashing my fist plus I live 20
2: times went go ahead I
1: don't shop here <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an interesting point because at, at one point thank you for saying that uh, dog he was like you know what does anybody really hey, care learned that, it. does anybody really care that we pair the beer and the movie and the we cigar do. does it really matter and I was like well it matters to me
3: That's all that matters
1: I, I want to tie everything together and if nothing else it matters to me and Doc was big. He was like, hey, go forth, young man. Uh, I certainly didn't naysay. Tonight is a prime example of a movie that I never would have picked if it weren't for the cigar. A beer I never would have found if it weren't for the cigar. And that's why I think it works. Because when we try to tie it together, you kind of discover some things. You drink some things. You watch some things that, you, that we wouldn't have normally done.
2: And what is life
3: without variety? That's the one thing I will admit to, that most of the movies that we see on this podcast, I would have never watched on my own. Boom.
2: And don't you feel Stewie Griffin style? Don't you feel a little richer for the experience,
4: Tuttle? <laughs> Maybe some characters had some interesting uh, different uh, diversions.
3: Speaking of
1: uh-huh. uh, we Mr. Tuttle with that mustache, uh, in case... They've forgotten, give us some links.
3: Hit us uh, on the Facebook's Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Uh, join us on YouTube, man. Watch our beautiful faces. See this luscious Tom Atkins S uh, no, mustache. Nobody,
1: nobody called it that.
3: And you can see it on YouTube. It's Tuesday a Night William Night H. Macy mustache oh. at best. It's uh, a couple more years, it's going to be a Pat Morita mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: if you trimmed it up, would it be Higgins-esque?
3: Ooh, that would be just as well. Uh, you can see this on <laughs> YouTube, Tuesday Night <laughs> Cigar Club. Uh, join us on Instagram, Tuesday night, uh, TNCC underscore podcast. Our Instagram is pretty dang populated. It's very cool. Uh, go to the Twitter account, at t-n-c-c-cast. Uh Sometimes you'll be able to see this luscious mustache as I do my woodworking projects on Twitter. Uh, And uh, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, by the way, if you're going
1: to... I don't authorize that (laughs) unauthorized... And when that
2: sickens you, please read my article on
3: Arizona Spring Training and
2: follow the TCU Ladies Golf Team. Uh,
3: Okay. Uh, And then I'm I'm not sure I can say follow the TCU Ladies Golf Team, but uh, if you you want to, you you can. can. Uh, We're we're uh,
1: pro-TCU golf team.
3: And if you want to buy something off of Amazon, please go to our site, hit the Amazon link, buy your stuff from there. We get a little bit of something-something for referring you. And then, uh, you know, if you want to buy cigars and you're going to Famous anyway, before you go to Famous, go to Tuesday Night Cigar Club, click the Famous uh, deal, and, you know, there you
1: go. I think we said it all. I think so. S&R winner?
3: Winner.
5: Yes. 100%. Uh,
1: Copperhead Medusa? I like it. Winner. King Cobra?
5: Meh. We
1: we broke even on that. But what are you going to do? I think we can all do one thing. We can all get on our knees and pray. That the wings of liberty will never lose a feather we Amen. do
2: that? Can
1: we agree to that?
5: Yes. Absolutely.
1: May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Sayonara, motherfuckers.
0: To learn more about the time a young adolescent, Keith A. Howell, heroically sucked the poisonous venom from a young lady who depending on who you choose to believe, may have either been bitten by a lethal snake, or just fell off her bicycle in front of my grandparents' house and the next thing she knew, a young, horny Keith A. had her ankle in his mouth. Read the true crime novel, The Teenage Serpent from Hell Who Terrorized the Town of Steubenville, Ohio in the Summer of 1980, written by renowned hack and blubbering jackass Paul Subiner. I personally hate this biased account of things almost as much as I hate Paul Subiner himself, what an asshole. Fake news, folks. Fake fucking news. In the meantime, to learn more about the cigars and libations enjoyed on tonight's episode, you can visit www.blacklabeltrading.com and www.copperheadbrewery.com. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit obrientemple.com and download their free smartphone app, where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.fritzbeermusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky, and for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well.